So you qualify. It's not about East or West. It's about niggas and bitches, power and money, riders and, riders punks. and punks. Which side are you on? Like this, man. A fucking nightmare. Get me high. Let me see the sun rise and for my dog down the top. Yo, let's go. Venom, no mercy when we all up in them. Cut them down. To hell is what we sent them. My whole team. Train them explode by the docks. Lord, the motherfuckers lyrically. And I'm not gonna cry. Oh, y'all thought I was stopping here? Come on, man. We're going to fucking war, man. Let's go. Hoping my true motherfuckers know this be the realest shit I ever wrote. Up in the studio, getting blow to the truest shit I ever spoke. We against all eyes, man. Teeks, black jeans, and boots. Just disappeared in the crap. All you seen was truth. This little nigga named Nigga named Nigga like 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 me. Like me. Talk about he left the hospital, took fire like me. I think you got something against Nas, man. Let's go. And you can tell the people you roll with whatever you want. I knew you bitch niggas from way back. Witness me strapped with Max. The gems and juice. All you old rappers trying to advance. It's all over now. Take it like a man. Niggas looking like Larry Holmes, flabby and sick. Trying to play a hate on my shit. You eat a fat dick. Alright. I'ma cool it down a little bit, man. To live and die in LA. Obviously, we're not from LA, but I like this song, man. This is the one song that made me wish I was from there. It's a Snickers hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock. Everybody got their own. Rest in peace, Tupac. Worldwide, through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury niggas close to heart. What was a friend that would ghost in the dark? Cold part about it. Nigga got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on a blind to a broken man's dreams. A hard lesson, court cases keep me guessing. Happy Saturday. The life in the pen, making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, liking the scene. What's the worst they can do to a nigga? Got me lost in hell to live and die in the lake on bills. My angel. Little something like, little something like. So you know, on November fifth. 1996 this album came out yeah so it was 25 years today <laughs> yeah which album. means it was pretty close to when tupac died i believe he died he, be after before this album he, came out yeah he died i want to say august yeah he died in august so that means this album was pretty much done during those yeah. times because you had to have your album done and submitted 
a few months before the drop. Yeah, that was kind of the crazy thing. Uh, Biggie and uh, Tupac died with their last albums finished. Yeah. And they both got released. Um, I think there was some talk about some of it might have been toned down a little bit. I know the original artwork well, supposedly the original artwork was wild, man. <laughs> like some cartoons about get, uh, Dre getting, I don't know, oh, some yeah. weird shit, man. I, it was some weird shit. I wouldn't shit. be surprised, man. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, R.I.P. Tupac, yeah. of course, man. Machiavelli, yep. the Don Illuminati. Yes. One of my favorite albums from Tupac, man. Probably my favorite album overall from Tupac, even though it's very, very it's, aggressive, like you it, said, it, man. It is, man. We talked about this album, uh, I want to say a couple months ago, but this album is kind of scary a little bit, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was listening to this. I kind of felt uncom- a little uncomfortable listening to it. Like, damn, he was really that angry? It seemed like it was just him versus everybody at that point, because this is I want to say this was probably the first album without, um, you know, after Dre, pretty much. So he was going in on Dre. He was going in on everybody. It seemed like (laughs) the funniest thing. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying, like, how you first of all, you going against the East Coast, the whole East Coast Mm. and you going against niggas in Cali. (laughs) So it was it was really him, uh, him against the world. Nah, he made everybody an enemy. Anybody he thought even talk sideways. Like he, the, the funny thing to me is the random shots at people who are not even rappers like that. Like against all odds, all, all these old niggas flabby. Look at De La Soul. Like what if De La, uh, maybe De La Soul said something about the violence and rap music. But yeah. what did they do to deserve that shot, man? Come on. Yeah. De La Soul ain't do nothing. Uh, Chino XL. I still don't know what Chino XL said to get that extra special shot at the end to hit him up. <laughs> Chino XL, fuck you too. Like, what did Chino yeah. do? Man? I don't even know the history of that, but that was so random to me. I felt like if we were around during that time as rappers, just being in New York, we probably would have called astray. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Without even <man>. saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, if somebody interviewed you on Rocket, the news, fuck him. <laughs> if anybody interviewed you on the news about the East Coast, West Coast beef, and you said, man, the, the, it, it, people just tripping. Everybody's tripping. Pac and Big. If you said anything like that, I'm sure yeah. he would have a shot for you. If you yeah. implied that the West Coast was on some bullshit. So. Mm-hmm. It would be wild inter- times. It, it would be interesting to see if he was still alive d- around this time. How he would be? Will he be that old wise rapper dude that's telling all these you know uh, newer rappers to chill out? Or you know, I wonder I how he'd be, man. I feel like he. I, my opinion, I feel like he probably wouldn't be rapping like that. He'd probably be mm-hmm. in more movies and more opportunities, but. I wonder if because he was young, he was like 23, 24 around that time. Yeah. So um, obviously he was the young wild wild dude. So I wonder if that would have changed by the time he got you know fifty fifty something, and you know telling these young cats to chill out with all the drugs and the shooting and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough to think about because I think looking back, I feel like the only way Tupac would have survived is if he did like a long prison bid yeah. and came out changed. Yeah. Because n- number one, when he went to prison, he came out worse. <laughs> so he would have to do like, I'm talking like 10 years. Yeah. And then come out and he would, you know, time goes by, he would be calmer. 
but the way he was moving, like he was destined to die. The way yeah. he was talking and the way he was moving, man. Yeah. Like the people he was affiliated with, he just wasn't gonna be long for this world. The way he was moving at yeah. the end of his life. I was, so, I, to be honest, I was hesitating saying that because I'm like, damn, when if he make it to fifty? I'm like, yeah, he probably would. Somebody probably would have took him out at like thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, he, just, was, he was in too deep, man. Yeah, because, you know, when you think about it, just even in, in general, man, you got to go through something for you to chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it's jail, if it's uh, getting shot nine times or something and surviving, and that's where you kind of had that change. But uh, unless something like that happened, I don't think he would have toned down. I don't think he's going to tone down out the blue. But he was he was a smart dude. He was kind of wise at some point too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, damn. I wonder will he, you know, eventually grown up or something and try to school people on how to, you know, treat a woman <laughs> and all this other stuff. But who knows, man? Like you would think Gucci Mane would be on that type of time the way he was talking and then how he got locked up. Like he's more calmer, but he's definitely not on no. Let's stop the bullshit in the streets and let's all come together. Like he's definitely yeah, not he that did, dude. He didn't change. A lot of people feel like he changed. He didn't mm-hmm. change. He might. He might be a vegan and all that shit. Yeah, he calmed down. He, he stopped doing heavy drugs. Yeah, he married he with really a kid change. and stuff. But no, nah, he the same. He the same nigga, yes. man. <laughs> <laughs> he the same nigga. <laughs> nah, he really is, man. But of course, R.I.P. Tupac, man. Happy yeah. anniversary to. Uh, Don Caluminati Seven Day Theory album, man, still a fire album, still aged pretty well too, man. Yeah, Definitely. I think so. It's still, you can still bump it, and it still sounds pretty good, man. So, mm-hmm. happy anniversary to that album. And uh, yeah, with that being said, let's get into the newest episode of the Gems and Juice podcast, man. Well, what well, my bad, I'm tripping. Yeah. Jay Prince, <laughs> tell people what this, like what they're listening to right now. The Gems and Juice. <laughs> we are back at it. Back in full effect, got a very special guest you're going to hear a little later on. Got Mark Ingram stopping by, man. We chopped it up with him, talked about Texans NFL. I mean, uh, te- I mean, New Orleans. <laughs> Former Texans yeah. running back. He was freed. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it to him because I don't want to put him in a position yeah. where he's saying some crazy shit. But yeah. he was released from the pen that is the uh, <laughs> Houston current Houston Texans. He was free. He, hey, he, he was. Did. I ain't gonna lie. He was acting like he just got out of prison, even though he was thanking everybody. But yes, he, like how excited he was. I, I knew. I I figured because you know he started in New Orleans and that's where you know most of his career was at. But I think some of that was. Whew, I'm on a contender now. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> and not only that, every player that leaves the Texans acts like they just got freed from jail, man. Yeah. Like everybody, dog. I would see if it was just a couple or D hop, like you know how he is, but everybody who leaves the Texans, I'm sure Deshaun Watson gonna act like that when he eventually leaves too. Yeah. So everybody acts like they just got free from doing a bid, man, and they finally out <laughs> in the outside world and get to have fun again. Yeah. It's crazy, what, man. What's so funny what's funny is you got niggas like Lonnie Johnson tweeting, Yeah, my bro free. Yes. <laughs> like, what, type of, <laughs> what type of shit is that to say on the team, man? I know. <laughs> you you still on that team, bro. So 
Are you locked up? Dog. <laughs> I don't want to shit on Lonnie just in case we get him on a podcast somehow. But yeah. like, look, Lonnie, Lonnie ain't the type of dude with the way he's been playing. He needs to he needs to slow down with that type of talk. Yeah, man. man you like we, he needs to be freed, honestly. Uh, they, yeah. need- <laughs> <laughs> they probably want to free would him. Take him. <laughs> Oh, if anybody would take him, I'm sure he could easily be free, man. But I don't yeah. know. He, yes, yeah, it's been yeah. a rougher line this year, man. Yeah, he ain't the honey badger, man. So he can't be tweeting nah, all that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I agree, man. But Brandon Cooks can talk. Lonnie, I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta pick up the production a little bit. I've been getting smoked out there, man. I see every week, bro. I'll be watching the games. Yeah. But yes, we had Mark Ingram on, man. We talked about NFL. We talked about. Uh, a little video gaming, what he gets into, music-wise. Tell about yeah. the Alabama losing to Texas A&M, all yeah. this crazy shit. So listen, check that out on YouTube as well. We got the video up already, and you're going to hear it a little bit uh, later on as well. <laughs> but uh, first off, man, uh, welfare check. Figure you've been out and about. I yeah. saw you were at the uh, – you met the, the Ragers, I think they call themselves. That's what yeah. Jasmine calls herself, at least. Yeah. The Ragers, the Travis Scott Let's fans. Range. Yes. Of course, this weekend is the Astro World Festival weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about the lineup last podcast. It's happening now. Our, the lovely Jasmine already over there. Who knows if she – I hope she's okay. Yeah. You know, I hope she's well hydrated and she well taken care be, of. She should not be considered a rager, man. She is far from a rager to me. How so? She she a little too calm and collective to be a rager. I feel like ragers are kind of crazy in the head a little bit. And they oh, willing well, to do well, everything. Well, 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 look, to be fair, she, I feel like Ragers will crash into a wall, man, and bust the door down. I feel like Jasmine isn't like that. I feel like there's a side of Jasmine we ain't really seen, man. And I feel like when she get in that environment, I think she definitely blend in with them types of people. I just feel like she does, man, because she makes it a point. Because like I said, like I would not figure Jasmine to be one to be in a fucking mosh pit, man. Yeah, She's always talking about being in the mosh pit and having fun. And I'm like, how can you have dog? I, I do not want to be. I I want no parts of that kind did, of crowd. Did, honestly, did man. you see that crowd? How they bust down the um the the gate again? Yeah, I saw that. I, that that little video. I I was just looking at them people like man, like why would I, if if I honestly like I don't never want to go to anything where it's like that. Like I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. I damn sure don't want to go to a concert and I'm trying to get through and all that is going on. Yes. Like nah, I don't need I don't need to be anywhere where niggas is just running trying to ramshack shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nah, I'm, I'm cool. I was just looking, just looking at them people. I'm like, man, what is wrong with y'all? Like something got to be wrong with people to do shit like that to me. <laughs> just young and crazy, I guess, man. But I feel like also Travis Scott's fan base should be a little older at this point too, because he's been in the game for a minute now, but. I don't know, but like going back to Jasmine, I just feel like she has this wild side we haven't seen, and she's <laughs> that cool, calm, collective, professional person that we see on the outside. But the fact that she keeps wanting to go to every single Travis Scott show that yeah. shows me that she's probably letting loose and being her true self out there. Yeah, and I'm, she's I'm just curious. happy we don't see it like that. So yeah, me too. I know we'll <laughs> never really see it unless we see her out there. Unless we go, yeah, yeah. She ain't gonna post no videos of her how she be acting out there, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, unless we catch her, we ain't gonna know. But yeah. yeah. Shout out to her. But 
like I've drawn it back, man. Uh, Travis Scott did have an event. You went to it. He's opening a new, uh, I believe it's a basketball court, right? Yeah. So um, I went to, to a um, elementary school called Ethel Young Elementary, and that's um, in Sunnyside. Mm-hmm. So um, he built a. Uh, it was I. I had to say it was a beautiful basketball court, man. He he did it for the kids. Uh, it's right at the Sunny Sunnyside uh, Community Center. I think it's mm-hmm. Sunnyside Center, and um, the court looked beautiful, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it got his. You could tell he, you know, he created it. This ain't no regular basketball court. It it got like the little cactus on the side. <laughs> it got at the top. I wish you would uh, wish you were there, which is. Kind of a play on it was a Pink Floyd thing, and he just kind of took it. So I, I feel like a lot of people feel like that's Travis shit, but Pink Floyd I think started that. <laughs> but that's a whole another discussion. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, the court looked really nice, man. Um, um, shout out to the uh, Cactus Jack Foundation, and um, they put all that together. So I I went out there. Shout out to ninety seven nine the boss J Mac was out there, and um. It was super cool, man. He gave out some shirts. It was some Jordan Cactus Jack Foundation shirts. I should have grabbed a couple mm-hmm. and sold it for like a thousand dollars or something. But um, yeah, it was really nice. But the crazy thing is, so um, the media people were supposed to check in by three thirty at this place. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get there about thirty minutes early, you know, mm-hmm. so I can make sure I have a spot to park. Man, when I tell you it was police cars all over the place, they was blocking traffic. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my goodness. So I ended up finding a parking spot. It was like a nice little walk too. Man, it was all type of fans crowded around the basketball court already. And I'm like, damn. I'm, I'm like, am, I'm, am I supposed to stand here? <laughs> like, is this it? And uh, it was a DJ out there. They was just camped out, man. It, and it was like three o'clock. So I'm like, damn. And I heard it didn't start to like four. So it, it ain't no telling how long they've been there. Mm-hmm. And you could tell they were fans because Travis Scott got a distinct type of fan where, you know, it's, it's like this young white Asian or it's some weird type of white person with you know, <laughs> baggy, baggy ass clothes or baggy ass yeah. <laughs> um, jogging pants or some shit on some Kanye shit. And um, yeah, they were just hanging out. So by the time I went inside the um the school, that's where the media people were supposed to be. I kind of hung out there, watched the kids exercise and all that stuff. But we ended up walking out to the court, and you know we heard from you know one of the people that was responsible for you know helping this you know happen, helping with the court thing happen. And um, Travis Scott came out from like the back. I guess he pulled up to the front and just walked around the school. And um, all of a sudden, everybody started cheering and screaming. And all these people started running towards him. (laughs) And security was was police and security was kind of blocking them. So that way he on the court. And when I tell you that place was loud as hell, you would have thought it was a concert, man. I was just like, what the? So he. He talked for about no longer than two minutes. <laughs> he was saying, you know, uh, he was talking about his vision for making this and, you know, how he used to stay at Sunnyside. He used to stay right around the corner and used to walk, always walk past his part and all that stuff. But um, after he was finished, he kind of started going around to the kids and, you know, dapping them up and all this other stuff, giving them high fives. 
somebody pretty much ran on the court. So, uh, one of the fans just ran on the court and damn near knocked a couple kids over. It, it, it just got super hectic, man. Like, I felt like I was in the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he ended up leaving. And once he left, you could tell the security guards, they started screaming, back up, back up, back up. And um, once they got him in there, they like damn near covered him up. And all the fans just came and pretty much ramshacked the shit. <laughs> and they followed him all the way to, I guess, to the car or wherever he was going or inside the school. And um, these crazy ass white kids, it was one kid I walked right past. He was just like, oh, my God, I touched him. I touched him. I touched him. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And you could see it in his eye, man. Like It was like crack. Like he tried crack for the first time. And <laughs> he, he was just like, he was just like, oh my God, I touched him. I touched him. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And you could tell, I had to be careful because a couple people was about to knock me over. And you could tell how wild they was, man. They looked just like the kids in the video. <laughs> in, the, in the video, ramshacking um, the, the gate. So I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. <laughs> it's just, it, it was wild. At that point, I, I got in the car. I'm like, man, I need to have a long talk with Jasmine to see where her mind is. Is she like this? Like, it, it's crazy. Like, I'm not telling people how to fan and all that other stuff, but it's insane for people to be this obsessed with a celebrity like this. And And it's not even just that. Like, I can understand certain levels of celebrity getting that feeling like, a Beyonce people gonna act like that for Beyonce yeah people gonna act like that for Ariana Grande people gonna act like that for Justin Bieber people gonna act like that for uh who else people of that caliber yeah but I am kind of surprised Travis Scott like I, Travis Scott's talented he make he, he got some fire albums but that's like a Michael Jackson type reaction yeah and he ain't that yeah, that, that's so the wild that, that's part really about crazy, it. Man. That's the wild part. I, I I expect that type of behavior from somebody like a Kanye, mm -hmm. because he do have a cult fan base, and you know, like I I kind of expect that. But Travis is like, damn, like you you can't you could go on the street and ask somebody average, and they probably wouldn't even know who he is, or their their response would probably be, oh, um, the person Kylie Jenner is dating. Yeah, if you like, if you ask an average person to name three Travis Scott songs, they would struggle, man. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's no knock, but mm -hmm. you know, everybody know who Kanye West is, even if it was from for all the wrong reasons. You kind of know who he is, but I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, the average person on the street probably, you know, they might have heard of him. But I don't think it's a thing where it's like, damn, I, I understand why they acting like that towards him. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just wild to me, man. <laughs> it was crazy how that is. I've never been around crazy fans like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and that crazy, even crazier, this event happened at like 3 o'clock on a Wednesday. Yes. So, so what the fuck was y'all doing? <laughs> were they, not, they were not in school somehow and not in or don't have a job or yeah. called off or took vacation <laughs> just to come down for this little event where two, uh, where Travis Scott talked for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was kind of crazy, man. Yeah. Cause yeah, Rocky hooked us up 
uh, I mean, I, I it was in the middle of a work day, so I was like, you know, yeah. I, I couldn't go. Yeah. I'm glad you went though, man. I'm glad yeah. we asked Jim the Chief's representation for that event, so that's cool. Yeah, it was really nice, man. That met a couple cool people, so um, yeah, it was it was super nice. I'm I like I like when artists do stuff like that, man. I know it's yeah. kind of. I know sometimes people look at it like, oh, well, you know, he could have did it somewhere else. People, people like to pick and complain about mm-hmm. shit. I seen somebody said, um, that's cool, but I wish he could have did it to the other places where, you know, uh, pe- a lot of people don't know. And, and you know, I ain't going to be choosy like that, man, because he ain't had to do none of that. He could have just kept, kept it moving and looked forward. But, you know, um, it's good when artists do stuff like that, man. I in Cleveland, we I don't remember rappers. I mean, it's not a lot of rappers from Cleveland that's big as him, but mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody in Cleveland doing anything like that. And, you know, the most people um, do is, like, former athletes, and they do stuff for their old school. So uh, most of the big athletes from Cleveland came out of Glenville High School where, you know, Ted, uh, Ted Ginn Jr.'s dad, uh, he, he coaches there. Mm-hmm. So you'll have some former players like from Ohio State who will get back to that school and give them the best workout room, best gym, and little stuff like that. But uh, I don't remember. I, I think it's cool, man, that he even did something like that. And uh, it was it was dope. It looked dope, man. Yeah, that is cool, man. You always like when the uh, bigger artists get back in. I mean, he's done that before. So, yeah, anything I say about Travis Scott is just about the music or yeah. whatever. But now nah, I, I can't take away from him as somebody who gives back and does good things. Yeah. And so. on top of that, he actually came to the school. He he went yeah. to the school. He, yeah, he didn't have to actually show up, man. Yeah. He could have just said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. No, he actually showed up. He, man, actually, so. he actually showed up. I heard he showed up like 10 in the morning and was mm. just walking around the school and, you know, in the classrooms and stuff like that. And uh, these are like this is element. This is an elementary school, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he he doing that, and then came back for the you know the the um you know the talk. So that that you know somebody like that with a busy schedule that's that take a lot of dedication, man. <laughs> it's yeah. something he didn't have to do. He could have just had his his team and PR team set all that up and call it a day. But he was actually there, man. So. Oh, yeah, that was man. dope. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Travis Scott, man. That's a cool thing to do. Now, uh, hopefully everybody's still safe at this Astroworld Festival, man. I know it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, wild don't lineup, drive, so yeah. Don't drive towards Maine. Yeah, just I, don't even. I stay over there. And it was. Don't even go anywhere near that area, man. Dude, it was all weekend. It was traffic over there yesterday. <laughs> and it was like, and, and, you know, my wife, she was driving and she was like, what are these random ass white people just walking around? And it came to her. She like, oh, it's the festival. It's like, damn, they fucking there already. That <laughs> they was there on Thursday, man. That shit crazy. No, nah, it really is, man. It's gonna be wild. So everybody, stay. If you ain't involved in that, you might just want to steer clear this take, weekend. Take the back street, man. Yeah, use ways and find some other back way because yeah, you ain't gonna make it through there. Yeah, yeah shout out. You know, eventually gonna get a rundown from Jasmine on how it went. Her her cleaned up version, I'm sure, where she ain't talking about how yeah. she be acting crazy out there. But <laughs> yeah, we're gonna link up with her and see how she thought about the festival. Uh, other things. Well, let's get into some new releases, man. Uh, I will admit, I didn't listen to anything 
Uh, I heard Summer Walker dropped the album, and I was like, mm, no, I'm skip. <laughs> so, skip. Yeah, skip. Skip. There was a rumor. I thought, oh, yeah, uh, Jasmine did think that uh, Travis Scott was going to drop his new album before Astroworld. Yeah. And when I have to, when I see her again, I'll tell her she was wrong. Yeah. Because he didn't drop shit. He, I think he, he dropped a new yeah, single. He dropped though. a single, yeah. Yeah. That uh, was did you it. listen to that single? Was it good? I did. It was okay. It was very Travis Scott ish. But um it was to me, uh I will probably go back to it, but it didn't hit the first time like I when when I first listened to it. It wasn't franchise for me. I, I don't know how you feel about that song, but to me, mm-hmm. franchise nah, that, that shit was hard, man. Yeah, that shit hard. I that's one of my favorite songs. It wasn't that. <laughs> But it was a cool song because it's been a minute since Travis released some, you know, solo shit, some solo Travis Scott project shit. Not no movie or nothing like that, but, you know, it's been a minute. So I think this this is something good. If you're a Travis fan, you know, you appreciate this because it's something new. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll check it out, man. I didn't realize he dropped it. Well, I heard something about it, but I didn't actually check the track. So I'll give it a listen this weekend probably. Um, also, there was a song by Snoop Dogg, Benny the Butcher, Jadakiss, and Busta Rhymes called Murder Music. Yeah, yeah. So I, I checked this song out as well. Um, it's a um, it's a Griselda type of beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that kind of won me over a little bit. But uh, Snoop, so Snoop is only on the hook. Oh, okay. So uh, you ain't got no Uncle Snoop verse or nothing. Yeah. But um, I thought the song was actually pretty cool. It's it's weird because um, just seeing Snoop, Jadakiss, Busta Rhymes on a song together, seeing kind of, it's like, damn, like that shit, have that shit have ever happened before? I don't know mm-hmm. if it did, but uh, the uh, the only thing, the only problem I had with this was um, it seemed like Snoop, uh, Jadakiss, and Busta Rhymes, they, they sound a little older, man. <laughs> it sound like a... Um, you know, like a song we've been waiting for, but it happened 15 years later mm-hmm. where they try, they finally link up and do it. Just like how 50 finally linked up with Jada Kiss to do a song. And it's kind of like, uh, ain't nobody really want to hear it mm-hmm. now. <laughs> like that time has passed. Or if, if 50 Cent decided to do a song with Ja Rule, it's kind of like, uh, like we don't want to hear that right now. Yeah, it's a little too late. Yeah. It, it, I can't lie. It wasn't like this. The song wasn't like this, but it seemed like everybody sound older. Even Jada Kiss, man. We 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 talked about the song last week with Jada. Uh, I want to say it was, it wasn't Benny. Was it Benny the Butcher? It was Conway with mm-hmm. uh, Jada Kiss, Con- Conway, and Jay-Z. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and remember I said I didn't recognize Jada Kiss' voice. Like mm-hmm. it sound, it sounded a little different. You sound a little older or something, and it sounded the same with this. It sounded a little older. Where I'm like, man, this ain't that. This don't sound like Jada Kiss in the verses, or you know, you know, Jada Kiss as a couple years ago. So I wonder if it's, you know, if if his voice is going out, or it's just, you know, he just getting up there, or so, or if he's sick. I'm not sure, but he sound he don't really sound strong in this. And the verse is the verse cool, but his voice, you know, he got that strong, raspy voice. Mm-hmm. And he, to me, to be honest, the first thing I thought about was how Cam sound, Cameron sound now, how he kind of sound like he's sick or a little, uh, his voice sound way weaker. 
And that's how uh, Jadakiss kind of sound now. So I'm, I'm not sure if something's going wrong or if the way it was engineered or mixed. But um, I don't know. Something to keep an eye out on. Yeah, that is strange. I mean, Cameron's health had been declining a little bit. But Jadakiss yeah. is probably healthier than he's ever been in his whole career right now. Yeah, that's... that's so I don't know why his voice is going away. That's strange. Yeah. Might be just too much performing and too much using it and abusing it. Yeah, I'm not sure, but um, I don't know. Check it out and let me know what you think. But um, it sounds like he's kind of older at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Now, that is strange, man. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about, man. It's, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Also, friend of the show, Nefertiti Avani, who yeah. is probably a couple more songs away from being too big to ever be on this podcast again. Dude, man. <laughs> Shout out to her, man. I've been trying to yes. keep in touch with her. Like, hey, hope mm-hmm. everything is good. Yeah, <laughs> you've been doing the promo, I see. Yeah, I um I even copped a shirt from her, man. So there you um, go. Yeah. Nigga, I, no, she should do. You bought that bullshit juice. That she was hawking <laughs> from that shady Instagram nigga, and you drank it, dog. She should definitely. She owes. Yeah. She owes you one. Yeah. Man. she I'm should a, definitely come I'm back a, on this damn podcast. I'm gonna hit her. I'm gonna probably hit her up sometime this week to see, you know, when she want to hop on. Say so she did drop a um song featuring Fat Joe, her first single. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to let her know, like, hey, if you want to hop on and promote your shit. Mm-hmm. But, Remember uh, I bought your shirt. I bought that juice. <laughs> it was nasty as hell, and I yeah. drank it all. Yeah, I finished it, too. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it didn't do shit for me, either. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you said like, it was going to cure COVID. <laughs> <laughs> now, COVID wasn't even a thing back when you talked to her. But, yeah, yeah that's was funny. But yeah, she um yeah, she she got a single with Fat Joe called Take It Back. And I listen to it, it's it's good, man. I I have to say, man, I'm so proud of her, man, because she she come from where I come from. We we somewhat on the same, you know, grew up on the same part of town. Mm-hmm. So uh a lot of people from that side of town don't really take off like that. So um because if if you're from Cleveland, you know the other side of town had more people with more opportunities i'll leave it at that <laughs> but um yeah shout out to her shout out to uh mook mook motonio he doing this thing too and uh it's just good to see her getting the shine because i know she worked her ass off she um you know it, she ain't get it easy you know a lot of people you know they they kind of uh get that come up real easy she's mm-hmm. been doing this shit for years man <laughs> so yeah, big shout out to her, man. It's glad to see, you know, Charlemagne, the guy asking about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snoop Dogg talking about her. So it, it's super dope, man. I, I I wish her nothing but the best. And hopefully she can get back, hop back on with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we got to get her before she get that one single that blow up. Yeah. And she's going to be everywhere. So Dude, everybody mentioning her now, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I can see it, man. I see you posting the things where she's getting mentioned. So, yeah, definitely shout out to her, man. Good friend of the show. Great interview. If you ain't seen it yet, check our YouTube page. We got the interview with Nefertiti up there. And, yeah, it was a good talk, man. I enjoyed her, honestly. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully we get her on again soon someday. Talk about this new music she got popping. Yeah. Um. And did you have any thoughts about this summer? Did we ever talk about Summer Walker? She uh, dropped a new album. Did you listen to any of it? I, did, I skimmed through it a little bit, 
And I have to say, I like the production on here, but um, you have to be in a certain mood. I, this is an R&B album, and um, this ain't the typical R&B, because I know a lot of people always look for that old school R&B and all of this. This this ain't it. It's, it's very raw. It's a lot of cussing. Um, it's very young. So uh, if you like that type of R&B, I think you will really like this album. I see a lot. I see number good stuff about this album, and I actually, you know, I think it's cool too. But I feel like this album might be catered a little more towards the women. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Oh, so, you think it might be? Just, yeah, just maybe, I'll, I'll just, possibly. I'll, I'll just be a safe. I want to, you know. I know some. Fe- <laughs> I know some fellas out there that might enjoy this album, so I want to alienate them. But uh, I, I seen the. Uh, I actually listened to the last track on the album called Sierra's Prayer. Yeah, I heard <laughs> about that song, and I'm like, okay. I see. Uh, see a lot of ladies going crazy over that song. Mm-hmm. Then I see some of the suckers trying to. Panda the women by mm-hmm. talking about this what what a great prayer by Sierra and this is you know the stuff she went through in her life with the exes yeah. and I was just like all right nigga <laughs> by the way I'm six three two twenty five yeah <laughs> yeah and you, I make ninety k a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so uh, yeah man I think I think um. The album sound cool as far as the production and all that stuff, but you know, it's it's a different type of content for R and B. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, look, I'm I'm not gonna get at like, look, it, the music is what it's for. Like, yeah. if more, women want to have their, I don't know. Some I, I do see some guys acting all crazy about how women are acting about this album. Like, who cares, man? Let them have their fun. Yeah, they don't talk shit about men, man. Let them, let them have it. It's not wrong uh, with that. I think we need stuff like that, man. No, yeah, it needs I mean, to be a balance. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting is Rolling Stone did a piece on her record contract, yeah, her label did contract. You see that? that was yeah, that was super random. Yeah. And like, I guess it wasn't really random because she had an album coming out. Yeah. But it was very strange that Rolling Stone had an article about how fucked up her deal was. Do, do you think that has some, do you think maybe that was planet? Oh where, yeah, definitely. hundred you know, percent. Somebody in her camp is like, man, this is fucked up. Let's put this out yeah, there. She probably showed it to a lawyer and said, Hey, nah, you got to get out of here somehow. Yeah. Let's, let's work the PR angle because there's no way legally, you know, they can get her to drop her. Yeah. So they had to uh, try to work the PR angle. I th- I think she's gonna be fucked, man. Because she's she ain't no smaller artist. Mm-hmm. I think she a she one of the biggest R and B artists um out there right now. And you know, this album was very <laughs> waiting on people was waiting on this album. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them doing anything right now. <laughs> oh hell and, no! You she... know they can't. They, uh, you know her team can't say don't stream the album or don't buy it. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I I don't know what to say, man. I, and you know, I always been the person that always, oh, you know, get a lawyer, look over your con, all that stuff. It's hard to do that when you know, um, if you came from nothing. And yeah, you, and it's hard you, when you have no leverage. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, here go, you know, here go this, here go that," I give you two hundred thousand dollars, and then let's make you a star, and we can mm-hmm. put your music on. You gonna take that, man? Like, why Everybody would you? gonna take that. Yeah, man. It, it take it, you got to be a strong ass nigga to 
just leave that and believe in yourself. Where you say, nah, I'm worth more than that. I do it myself. Like, nah, man, it's, it's hard to do that. So, you know, I don't know where their situation was, but it's, I don't know. It's, 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 man, the music business is janky, man. This is the type of shit that made me not want to rap. <laughs> I it, it, Like, if I was to get back to rapping, I would strictly just do it all myself. Mm-hmm. Drop an album or something and then just get back to doing what I've been doing. <laughs> Yeah, man, and, and we t- had this talk before. It's always hard for me to feel pity for these artists when they flexing all they shit on Instagram and flexing they shit. I know Summer Walker is not, you know, well, I don't know what her music is like, but I would assume she'd be flexing on the gram like everybody else. I know Megan Thee Stallion be flexing in her rhymes, too. I know all these people who talk about how fucked up their big shine these niggas who talk about how fucked up their deal was, they the, the next verse they drop, they're going to talk about how many cars and watches they got too, man. So, yeah. like, look, it's hard for me to feel bad when you the one flexing on us regular nine-to-five-ass niggas out here. So yeah. I don't want to hear it. And then, too, I th- I feel like they, they're in a better position than they was before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe maybe you are owed, you know, $10, $10 million or something. I don't know. But um, you was you're in a better position than you was before that contract. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. living at your mama's house, fucking exactly cheap hotels when you go on tour. Yeah, probably not even that. <laughs> you probably mm-hmm. because shit. It's a lot of people that had nothing, man. Who who actually had a regular job just to you know make ends meet. So you know, I I don't feel bad in that point because you know they they still good. But you know they might be getting jerked. But yeah, it's just it's just kind of fucked up how you know. I don't know. I, I guess unless you kind of living like TLC, how TLC was, how they was selling all that fucking money, and they was driving in the fucking mm-hmm. Land Rover or whatever car, the Jeep, or Jeep Cherokee or something. Then this is like, uh, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> Uh yeah man, it, it, the Jack record record business always been fucking shady and fucked up man. So it's nothing yeah. new. Yeah, it's like you know, like I said, people people just gotta work with it and deal with it because the shit ain't changing, man. They they always they they're like the zombies, man. They always even though you think music is dying, like these companies always gonna hold the power, man. No matter what you they, say, and they they figure shit out. Once we figure out what to do, they figure something else out to get to get their cut. The streaming shit, they put a they put a, a chokehold over the streaming shit because at one point it was only focused on, you know, the albums you sell. Now it's like, all right, you know, a stream is worth this. It's like, how do you know a stream is actually worth half a penny? Like who is who like who is this who decided that a stream is worth half a penny? Yeah, I don't get it, man. You know what I mean, so now you're giving these artists, you know, whoever get whatever streams. You giving them a half a penny for a stream, <laughs> and where's the rest going? I mean, who getting the rest? So it's 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 just funny. I don't know. It's just crazy. I know we getting a little nerdy, but it's it's crazy. I, that's why I rather you know I like what I do now. If I you know I love music, I would I would do music on my own without mm-hmm. no label and all this other stuff, and just you know get back to my <laughs> regular job, man. <laughs> I just can't I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, man, I agree. I, I agree. I, I, I'm cool. You know, some people 
don't like that type of work where, you know, clock in, clock out. Mm-hmm. If I got a job like this where I could go in, I got my certain days I work. After that, I'm done. I'm, I'm good with that, man. It's, it just seems like it's too much pressure from other people to make you, you know, force you to make another album, man. You got to tour, you know, because some of these, remember, she tried not to tour mm-hmm. or she canceled her tour. So I don't know what she did, but she got to eventually tour, man. She can't just go without it. And it's kind of, it's like, damn, that's kind of, you know, I know it's third world problems, but, <laughs> or first world problems, but. Damn, it's just I, I just don't like that, man. I, I'm cool. I'm cool with being a nine to fiver <laughs> and having time to myself without any obligations. No, I agree hundred percent, man. Like fucking uh who what what a pac oh yeah, Pac said, give me the money, fuck the fame, I'm a simple man. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, just let me do music on my own, man. <laughs> Whenever mm-hmm. I feel like putting something out, I would do that and then that's it, man. I'm, I don't want to feel obligated where y'all forcing me to put an album out. Y'all forcing mm-hmm. me to go on tour. Y'all forcing me to release this. Oh, man. Just, I'm, I'm cool with this. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. I feel you. Um, so let's get into some topics, man. A lot happened this week. A lot to react to. And we'll start off with the most explosive thing that happened. Uh, so surprise announcement that came late in this week. Kanye West appeared on Drink Champs, <laughs> uh, which I don't think was at, anybody saw coming. Yeah, on a 2021 chart. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he he showed up. Uh, him, Nori, and whoever else do the show. Of yes, course, yeah. they followed the typical format: drinking a whole lot, asking a lot. Everybody makes Kanye the noise. Yeah, <laughs> everybody makes the noise. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give you your flowers, Kanye. You know, you're so influential and inspirational. Let's give it up for Kanye yeah. West. Yeah. 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 Kanye West says, okay, I, my, I almost tripped on the curb, but then I caught my balance. Let's give it up for Captain Balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. So that, that was pretty much how most of the interview worked. You know, yeah. Kanye was very open. And honestly, I've watched most of it. Uh, it was about two hours long. It's a long ass. I mean, we do long podcasts here, too, so I can't yeah, call it nothing can. long. <laughs> but it was a long ass uh, interview, man. But Kanye, it was actually one of the more entertaining Kanye interviews, man, because, you know, I, I always like when he gets in a rap environment and can talk about rap. Yeah, I don't like when he's on like a Joe Rogan podcast or ellen or some goofy shit like that and yeah. he has to keep it you know pc or whitewash or what have you and not talk about rap because i mean he's a hip-hop head at heart man mm-hmm. so it was nice in that environment he was very open and honest about a lot of things he spoke on the drake beef he spoke on uh big sean of course that clip circulating where he's basically just shitting on big sean yeah. uh he spoke on travis scott yeah. He spoke on his relationship with Jay Z to this day. He Talib mentioned <laughs> he shit on Talib Kweli. Something serious, man. <laughs> that was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he spoke about a whole lot, man. Um, one of the more interesting things I thought he talked about was how it, it's kind of funny how the the way Drake and Kanye talk about their beef is very similar, but they just switch the names around. Yeah, <laughs> because if you remember. 
Drake on the uh, what's that fucking show called? The Barbershop Show with LeBron. The Shop. Yeah, the Shop, the shop makes sense. So <laughs> he was on the, when Drake was on the Shop. He basically implied that Kanye was doing all these little things to fuck with Drake. <laughs> like dropping that all this stuff when he's supposed to drop his album and doing stuff and saying these things and doing his backdoor stuff and he said like you know Kanye's a type who will diss but not you know not confront it or yeah. throw throw stones and hide your hands yeah <laughs> and that's literally the same thing Kanye said that Drake does yeah with this whole beef about how Drake moved next to Kanye just to fuck with him to DM all the women in his life and try to mess with them mm-hmm. and do all this sneak shit to drive Kanye crazy and then when Kanye says something everybody thinks Kanye's just lost it yeah <laughs> so it's very interesting how their beef is they're saying the same thing about each other yeah <laughs> which is hilarious and you don't know who to believe man because they they both think that the other person on some creepy slime ball shit <laughs> but uh overall yeah. man how do you feel about the how do you feel about the uh what you heard of the uh the interview man and all the controversial things that came up this kanye appearance on drink champs uh i really enjoyed the interview man so far um i i i I got a little bit left to finish but um so far i thought it was cool it's really entertaining to hear kanye in this setting man and i realized we don't have any you know funny kanye interviews like this in a uh, setting like this he has some funny moments but I felt like he he's super funny. He he a funny dude, man. Like even the little jokes he was saying. I f- I forgot what he uh I forgot who he was talking about. He said something funny about somebody. It just oh even him talking about how he put all it all his people in the group chat and said he he's better than all of them combined or some shit. It's just like man, you know he, he I'm sure he probably believed that for real, but you know he was just fucking around with people. Like you felt some type of way. Like, I'm about to fuck with everybody. Let me put Jay Z in here, Kim, my wife Kim in here, <laughs> Drake, Pusha T, and Travis Scott in here, and say, "Hey, I'm worth more than your, all of y'all combined." <laughs> like, what type of shit is that to just do that? <laughs> like, y'all thought that was fucking hilarious how he did that shit. But um, yeah, some things that stuck out to me. He seemed like um, it seemed like him and Drake are. I want to say they cool. But they sing like they on a, you know, it's not as serious as we thought a, a, mm-hmm. thought a couple months ago. We thought it was about to be some real shit. We thought, you know, you know, if he come across, you know, mob ties, that was about to be over <laughs> some mm-hmm. shit. But he mentioned a couple times. He mentioned Jay Prince a couple times how he was at the uh, at the fight with him or a game with yeah, him. Yeah, the Charlo fight, I think it was, or somebody. Yeah, so. It seemed like they, you know, came to an understanding. I don't know if they ever work together. I, I would guess they will, but it seemed like they kind of, you know, I don't know if they had to talk. It seemed like they had to talk where, you know, maybe they come to terms where, you know, they'll tone it down a little bit, stop the, you know, the BS. But, um, yeah, it was, it was funny. And, and something else that I kind of took away from this was, um, I guess Drake – really didn't sleep with his wife <laughs> because I guess, I guess I don't know. Drake was just kind of fucking around too, trying to poke at him. And, um, I guess, uh, according to Kanye or whatever he said, 
Uh, Ken was like, I, I, I ain't fucking with that nigga no more. <laughs> <laughs> and this nigga thinking I fucked, uh, he fucked or some shit. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I wonder did she say, I wonder if that was the exact quote from her. But, uh, yeah, so that's a couple things I took away from that. Um, seemed like they cool, and I feel like nobody really talking about that. People talking about the other wild comments he had, I guess. But um, the other thing, the the Big Sean thing was hilarious, man. When he, uh, <laughs> so Nori pretty much, they have a game on there where they, you know, they, you know, throw out two artists and you have to pick one. If you can't pick one, you got to drink. So uh, the artist he put out there was Pusha T or Big Sean. So Kanye West gets up and I'm guessing they recorded this around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so he gets up, he get a prop. Uh, a little Halloween decoration that said rest in peace RIP which was like a little tombstone tombstone decoration and he said uh, if this was my tombstone it would say you deserve to be here for signing Big Sean <laughs> and so uh, I, I thought that was wild to say right there man because that's that's crazy to say so if you was the, if you was dead your tombstone should say you deserve to be here for signing Big Sean. So I thought that was crazy. Apparently Nori didn't didn't realize what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So he started clapping it up. He started hitting the air horns for, you know, signing Big Sean. And Kanye was like, no, no. I that was the worst signing. <laughs> so um, yeah, apparently he didn't like the way Big Sean and John Legend. At yeah. towards him towards the um him running for president. So uh yeah, the Big Sean actually denied all that too. He said he don't even get into politics and he said he lied. And I want to say later on he mentioned how Kanye owns six million dollars. But hmm. but whatever. <laughs> but um yeah, man, I uh, I actually enjoyed this conversation, man. Um I I don't know if I ever want to see another one, another episode like this with Kanye. I feel like this is, this is all we got so far. This is all we need, because I I don't need to have him on the Breakfast Club or you know, maybe maybe Joe Budden podcast. I would probably I I would definitely tune into that, but um, yeah man, I, I felt like he was super comfortable. I haven't seen him this comfortable in a long time. And uh, it seemed like it just went back to his roots where he was um, just just a, just like all of us being a hip hop head into all of these, you know, all this music and stuff. He, you know, he talked to, he he, he kind of got off a of track a little bit in this mm-hmm. podcast to the point where I'm listening. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because he started all talking about uh, Talib Kweli. And then next thing you know, he talked about slavery. He talking about uh, pregnancy and abortion. He, he started talking about all type of wild shit. Where I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like somebody need to jump in. And eventually they mm-hmm. started trying to jump in a little bit. But outside of that, man, I felt like it was a genuine conversation that he needed. He, he I think he needed to be around people like that to, you know, kind of come down to earth and honestly win us over again. Because uh, I feel like a lot of people really enjoyed this interview, no matter how you feel about them. But uh, I felt like that kind of helped win some black people over at this point that kind of lost them a little bit. Yeah, probably. Uh, I wish, honestly, 
they had better people doing this interview. Yeah. Like that that's the thing that gets me, man, because it was a dope interview for what it was, but just I have problems with drink champs, and that's why I really can't listen to a lot of their podcasts. Uh yeah. and I understand when you have a huge famous artist, you gonna do your share dick eating, man. You gonna be you gonna suck up and you know, shit, we do it when you have a big guest, man. Sometimes you gotta be you you gotta play it up for them. You gotta it's gotta be all about them. Yeah. But they took it a bridge too far sometimes, man. And I feel <laughs> like they didn't Nori, and especially in the beginning, it felt like Nori was scared to push back on anything Kanye was saying. Yeah. He was scared to even ask some questions. Like he wanted to slightly imply if Drake would if Kanye would do a versus with Drake. Why not yeah. just ask him straight up? Like, would you do a versus? Because Kanye said already he'd do a versus with Drake. Yeah. But you're scared to ask this question and just straight out say it. <laughs> yeah. He was kind of the way he was tiptoeing around certain shit. I'm like, man. So Kanye it's only is, is two real... people you could probably do a versus with. Exactly. Yeah. It was super aggravating, man. Yeah. Like you, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, you just ask this fucking question. Man. It got to the point. I'm like, maybe he's not talking about Drake. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that 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 annoyed me, man. I'm like, just ask questions. Kanye going to answer them. You ain't got to talk about, you know, every five minutes. Talk about how great and influential Kanye is. He knows that, man. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I kind of even though I'm not a huge fan of the Breakfast Club either. I felt like if he sat down for two hours with them, it yeah. will probably be a better interview because at least there'd be some pushback. People. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There would be some pushback on what Kanye was saying. Same thing. Like That's why I like the Sway interview, man. Like Sway wasn't going to fucking Sway has been in this game too long to cater in Kotow and suck up to people like he going to ask like real questions, man. Yeah. So. I kind of wish it was more of that environment, but you know, that's not what Drink Champs is. It's just kind of about fuckery and having fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Very, it was a good interview, man. I did enjoy it. Uh, I do think a lot of what Kanye says is in contradiction of himself because, on one end, he acts like, oh, I have no need for, for, for ego and I'm killing my ego, but also I'm the most influential person in rap and fashion <laughs> and I'm Steve Jobs and I'm Walt Disney. And then the, the way he acts like he's a man of God, but he disses people so hard for, you know, for, yeah. for saying that he was on some bullshit with the Trump stuff. Yeah. Like he, 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 he really has some venom to spit in this. And like, it, it seemed like he is it, not Christ like, as he would say, you know, yeah. to have this much hate in your heart for people just because they spoke out when they saw you were on some bullshit for supporting Trump. Yeah. So, yeah, man, There's a lot of contradictions, but that's just who Kanye is. Kanye is kind of a walking contradiction in a lot of ways, man. <laughs> yeah. That kind of what makes him funny and interesting. It. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would recommend it. If people, even if you're not a big Kanye fan, man, you're probably going to find some bits and pieces you're going to laugh at. He threw some shots at Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy already responded. People have already responded. But also, Jay Z apparently had a Twitter space today because he had that movie come out on Netflix that he produced. That we talked about that soundtrack last podcast, and he talked about a comment that Kanye made towards Just Blaze mm-hmm. because uh, Noy brought up the name Just Blaze in one of those either or games, yeah. or maybe something like happened. It, yeah. It was just Blaze or was it Timberland? 
Swiss Beats, I, I Swiss, think. Or Swiss Beats, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And yeah. he and he said uh uh Swiss Beats because uh Just Blaze was a copycat. Yeah. And he also said that Just Blaze got all the credit for a blueprint, even though Kanye produced half the songs on it. Yeah. And all Just Blaze did was uh copy his style. And now look where Just Blaze is and look where Kanye West is. <laughs> When's the last time you heard a Just Blaze song on the radio? Which I think was kind of a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> especially seeing, I, I never knew they had any kind of beef at all. I never knew Kanye felt this way about Just Blaze music. I felt like he gave him props before. Yeah. But uh, Just Blaze is a dude who was never going to be a superstar. Yeah. You know, he was always more of a in the background, do his own thing. He was never going to be a rapper. And he was never going to be a Kanye. He, man, he had the chance to work on Jay-Z's album, man. And he didn't do it. (laughs) He ain't want to do it. He just, Mm -hmm. I think, I guess he was overseas making money, DJing and all this other stuff. But he turned down Jay-Z. I want to say, I can't remember if it was for the Magna Carta album or 444. I can't remember. No, it wasn't 444, but. It was one of the albums where Jay Z. I think Jay Z reached out to him and he ain't get back to him. So I don't think. Yeah, I think Kanye is kind of wrong on that. I think that's t- two totally different things. But um, yeah, I think no. Nah, just Just Blaze is a legend, man. <laughs> he did. I think a lot of artists would still love a Just Blaze beat. I just think he kind of working on his own time, man. He, I think he happy where he is now. No, he 100% is, man. He could work more if he wanted to, but I felt like, and, and Jay-Z made this joke, I think, on the uh, Fade to Black DVD. He said that Just Blaze only makes beats to fund his video game addiction. <laughs> like, he only he only makes beats so he can buy more video games and, like, live his own comfortable life. Yeah. I think that's just the type of person he is. Like, he don't want to be Kanye-level famous. Yeah, I think he just wants to make beats yeah. when he needs to stay in the like, background, get money. Yeah, stay in the background, do his own thing, man. So, yeah, I thought it was unfair to act like, oh, just plays is just irrelevant, yeah. and and nothing he uh-huh. did was any important at all. Like he made some of the best beats, no matter how you feel about yeah. that sample sound, man. Like yeah. he made some of the best beats in hip hop history, in my opinion. Yeah, the shit he did for just a, for uh, Jay Electronica and Jay Z. Like he did, his, mm-hmm. he went crazy, man. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kanye was chipping on that one, man. And I don't, I don't know if there's some kind of background beef between them, but that was a strange comment. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I think the beef was, uh, I guess, Kanye not getting the credit for Blueprint. <laughs> And, you know, Kanye was, you know, a lot of people, I didn't know who Kanye was during that time like that. Mm-hmm. I, I heard his name a couple times, but I didn't know who he was then. And Just Blaze was the, fl- he was the, he was that dude during that time. So it kind it kind of made sense that, you know, Just Blaze, you know, overshadowed Kanye on that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe that's his beef. He felt like he should have... <laughs> been on a blueprint <laughs> uh, got all the credit for it basically yeah I yeah. don't know Yeah, and people were name dropping just Blaze all the time they weren't name dropping Kanye West like that Yeah, on yep. his own beats so mm-hmm. yeah crazy times uh, something else I was going to mention but I, don't know, I forgot fuck I forgot but uh, yeah Jay Z did comment he basically said like you know Jay Z is very political now which I kind of hate 
I do wish sometimes he'd be a little. And I, I guess the reason why was because of the platform. That's yeah. why I want to see Jay Z on like a real podcast, man. I want to yeah. see him on Drink Champs, even. I want to see him on Breakfast. I don't think he'll have to go to Breakfast Club. He ain't going to Breakfast Club. But I want to see him in like a real environment where he's going to get asked real like hip hop questions. Because I think Jay Z is very interesting when he's talking about his own stuff and rap in general. But. There was not the space for him to do it because it was, he was promoting a fucking movie. Yeah. So he couldn't really get into it, man. But hopefully. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'll ever be like a really great uh, raw Jay-Z interview, man. Because mm-hmm. even the one he did with Elliot Wilson. Shout out to Elliot Wilson. Elliot worth a title, man. That's his, mm-hmm. that's his boss. So he ain't about to ask him nothing crazy. And, you know, I, and I think a lot of people especially people that's heavy in the industry, like a Breakfast Club or like a whoever, they not about to, you know, they ain't about to ask Jay-Z no tough questions or they ain't about to, you know, not saying I'm looking for tough questions, but, you know, they, they going to tiptoe around a lot of shit and they going to be a lot, they going to be real political. So I, I, it, it probably be way more dick riding. So I, th- I think Jay-Z, I, I, he probably never do it, but, he need to be on a platform like like us, man, that that have no ties to anything mm-hmm. and would just, you know, kind of just shoot the shit, man. Because, you know, we ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> what are you going to do besides probably get the podcast shut down on iTunes or something more? Yeah. You know what I mean, it's, we ain't got nothing to lose. I think he need to be on something like that and not not. I don't want, I don't want no title exclusive, man, because it ain't going to be nothing but dick riding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's his platform. Yeah, he we we going to ask him the tough questions, man. We going to ask him who Becky with the good hair was, you know. We going <laughs> to get to the real nitty-gritty. <laughs> but uh speaking of Jay-Z though, we can bring this up now as well, I guess. Um Jay-Z was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, now I know I criticized this when we first heard that he was because number one when he was nominated I already knew he was getting in yeah because why would they nominate someone like Jay Z and then have him not get in yeah you know these things are all about the ratings too I think it's gonna be on HBO Max or something or whatever but it, it's gonna be uh I think next month or something they're gonna air it but uh the the event happened this past week and some clips of his uh, acceptance speech already came out um, he basically thanked everybody he came up with he he thanked dame dash i saw that part he he, yeah. he gave thanks to dame dash uh i've kind of reversed course on how i feel about this now really i'll okay. be honest man because look look i'll be real i do feel like there are people who should be in before jay-z both yeah. rap wise and music wise yeah um and i feel like including jay-z now is jumping over people who are more deserving yeah. in their fields especially during that time Yes, so like but a, I, I yeah, like a Shaka Khan or something. Yeah, Shaka Khan, Raging His Machine, not being a Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame is crazy. Yeah, but uh, and that's completely political because you can't say it's about the music with them. Yeah, but uh, I got to admit, man, it was a cool feeling seeing Jay Z up there. Yeah, and, and talk about his beginnings, talk about the people he came up with, talk about creating Rockefeller Records with Dame, like. It was a cool moment for hip hop, man. I can't even front like that. I can't. I can't even be mad at it. It was a cool moment. Yeah. So I, I, I've taken back 
some of my anger <laughs> at Jay Z getting a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it was a cool moment for hip hop, man. I can't even lie. Yeah, I agree too, man. And that's the reason why I was cool with him getting in. Like, and I mm-hmm. understand. I think you had a valid point, but um, be- because you know, like I, I think he should be in, but. I think it's crazy people like Rage and the Machine not in there or other people that should have been in there. So, you know, on the outside looking in, it's wild that, you know, Jay-Z hopped over all of them and got in. But in the same breath, man, you know, we are hip-hop, man. Look where that shit started. And Jay-Z, he he relates to all of us, man. Like, how he started, it, it was really real. This ain't no industry plant or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who just had it all had it already like dog he nah he was he was a hustler man it just it feel good for somebody like him to be giving a speech at the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> so um i definitely appreciate that man it's it's motivating and you know um, not everybody going to get there <laughs> be honest everybody ain't getting there but it's very motivating man because just look where he started and, you know, it was good that he shouted out Dane, as he should, man, because mm-hmm. he, he had a big part in that. And, oh, side note, too, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was dope that, you know, during that Nori interview with Kanye, how he he picked uh, Dame, they did the gang question, Jay-Z or Dame Dash when it come to CEO. Mm-hmm. And he said, Dame, he had to roll with Dame, man. He, I think he still... Look out for Dame. You still pay Dame. Yeah, you fuck with Dame still. Yeah, and I think I think that's amazing, man, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are whole fans and they side with Jay-Z during all that shit. And and Dame, man, I, I feel like Dame don't get the 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 the, the flowers he deserve, man. Be I, I know here and there people say, Oh, you know, he a genius, blah, 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 blah. But no, he he created a whole, you know, he was the main part of the whole operation. Jay-Z was the rapper during that mm-hmm. time. He eventually became a CEO and all that stuff, but Dame Dash was the owner. <laughs> he was the CEO. He created all of that stuff. And, you know, it, it's, it's good to see people like Kanye ne- who never forgot where he came from and still look out for Dame, even as the biggest artist in the world. He still look out for Dame. So, but anyway... um, yeah, man, it it was good to see Jay Z up there, man. And you know, like I said, I know it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think the standards did drop a little bit because hip hop is a big genre, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, so I don't think they're only looking at rock and roll people uh, or artists. But um, yeah, man, I th- I thought it was dope, man. That's a it's that's truly an honor, and you know, like I said, we won't see a lot of people like that. We will eventually, but. Right now, man, like him and LL Cool J, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> him and LL Cool J got in, so I thought that was super dope. Yeah, it was, man. Um, and yeah, with Kanye and Dame, I think Dame was one of the people who believed in Kanye when nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, like, I think Jay Z was kind of trying a little, yeah, he was trying a little bro Kanye, man, and, and Dame believed in him. So I mm-hmm. know. I think Dame, I think Kanye still feels guilty about siding with Jay over Dame when they mm. broke up. Mm. So I think that's a lot of the reason why. Because, you, you know, Dame helped make. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. but it was a cool moment. It was cool for Jay to shout out Dame. And he also, I guess Jay forgot to shout out Jazzo. 
we came up with. But he did make a tweet saying, you know, in my excitement, I forgot to bring up Jazzo, but Jazzo was so important back in the early days. So that was cool. Jay-Z don't tweet. And now he's tweeting just to give people props. So (laughs) that was a cool moment. He was on Instagram for 24 hours. Yeah, I saw that. They deleted it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jay is fucking a dog. Daisy makes me sick with this. Oh, I'm a, I, I, I'll, I'll be on social media for a little bit, and then I'm gonna disappear again and lose my password. Like, just Jay, you a regular human being like the rest of us, man. Don't act like you above. He know he look at the internet. Yeah. He know he be looking at Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> don't act like you're so high and mighty above. Like, come talk with us, man. We all just people I here. I don't understand why he looking down on Instagram like that, man. A lot of. Older artists overall have social media, man. Even yes. they might not even be running it. They might have a PR person running their social media, but I don't know why he's st- look, man. This is twenty twenty one, man. Everybody got social media. Just just make you an account, and you know, yeah, just make an account and call it a day, man. You ain't gotta do it's all annoying, that. man. It's a he <laughs> wants to have this mysterious holier than now type of aura. And, like, I get you don't want social media to run your life and you don't want to be on it all the time. But if Prince could be on social media, like, Jay-Z definitely could be on social media, man. Like, I I hate how they do this whole, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to tweet for a day. Then I'm never going to tweet again for another six years. Like, (laughs) fuck out of here, man. Because uh, I did think it was fun. I think Jay-Z did a day where he just, like, tweeted all day and did questions from fans. Yeah. And I was like, like, man, that was so fun. Like, he should do that at least once a year. Yeah. I think he actually enjoyed that, too, because he was mm-hmm. he was talking about that in the interview. And he was just like, wow, it's just damn near impossible to answer all of these questions. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you could tell he was kind of amazed at how it was. But... Yeah, man, like, you ain't got to shit on social media like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, that's the way of the world now, man. People run their business on social media. I know. <laughs> it's annoying, man, but whatever. That's just what Jay wants to do. <laughs> what up, everybody? Got a very, 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 very special guest. Had to add a couple extra theories in there because we have a very, very special guest, man. <laughs> uh, now, now, for a little history, when Figgy told me that we was trying to get a Mark Ingram on the podcast... I was like, that's dope, man. He 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 on the Texans, you know, so it's a local thing, too. We basically Houston over here. But, you know, a lot changed in the NFL, man. You know what the NFL stand for. So we finally got the man on, but he is no longer in Houston. He has gone back to the team that drafted him. And, but he still luckily, fortunately made time for us, man. We're very happy to have you. We still got love for you in H-Town, man. You were doing your thing down here. Hey, appreciate having the great Mark Ingram on the podcast. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me, man. And like you said, man, the NFL is a crazy business, man. And I appreciate it. H-Town. You know, they gave me the opportunity. They signed me, gave me the opportunity to play ball and, take, you know, be, have the opportunity to take care of my family. So I love H-Town. H-Town is turnt, man. I actually lived there in the seventh grade. Uh, went to okay. Lake Olympia Middle School out there in Mo City. So to be back in H-Town, it was something that I was excited for. And obviously, you know, the team's going through a little tough spot. But, man, um, Houston deserves a great football team, man. You can just feel um, the city loves football. It's just a great city, man. So I loved H-Town while I was there, man. So um, sorry that we couldn't link up while I was a Texan. But I'm <laughs> glad to link up that we that we got to link up now, you know. So uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, and no, no problem at all, man. We happy you made time. We know you're busy. It's the middle of the NFL season. 
you back at home. So uh, but I do got to ask you, man, since you've been in both places, uh, I got to know, uh, which food do you prefer, Houston or New Orleans? Man? You can be, <laughs> hey, be real. Hey, man, I was actually super impressed with Houston's food selection. Like, the food scene in Houston was off the chain because you do get some of that Cajun cuisine, Cajun cuisine, you know what I mean? But you also get the Mexican. You also get the steakhouse. You know, you can get a little bit of Southern barbecue. You can get a little bit of all of it, man. So I really was uh, enjoying the – the Houston food scenery a lot, man. And, uh, you know, New Orleans got it. Louisiana got its own type of food. You know, you got the red beans and rice, the gumbo, the jambalaya, the crawfish etouffee. You know what I mean? Got the beignets, all that good stuff, man. Um, the boudin balls. You got all kind of stuff, man. So I think each culture kind of has, you know, great food. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I'm playing both sides of the fence, but I did thoroughly was impressed with the Houston food scene. You know what I mean? It surprised me, and I, I was – you know, going out to eat each week, you know, Thursday nights. So I was looking forward to finding the new spots every single week, finding somewhere to go eat good. So H-Town definitely impressed me. What's what's some good spots that kind of stuck out to you uh, while you was here? So uh, what's the spot, man? Uh, turkey Leg Hut. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I hit Turkey Leg Hut. I hit Steak 38. But there's one spot me and my wife had went to, man. It's like a little what? hole in the wall, man. They got a – I forget Breakfast the name Club. of it, bro. No, no. I, ha- I haven't been to Breakfast Club yet. Mm. It's it, Georgia James. Is Georgia that what it's called? Is that what it's called? I think uh, it's called Georgia James I don't or something like that. Yeah, I don't even recognize that one. Man, look it up. Yeah, y'all need to go eat that. It's called like Georgia James or it has like a double name like that, but I think it's called Georgia James. But it's a fire spot, ducked off, nice little scenery. And they got great food, man. That was one of my favorite places that I ate. Um, while I was there, I hadn't been able to go out there eat too much, but obviously I did Turkey Leg Hut, did Steak Forty Eight, mm. did uh, I did Georgia James, which is a good one. I need to check that out, bro. Yeah. I think that's the name of it. If you look mm-hmm. it up, it should be something around that like type of vibe. But it was fire, bro. They got a great selection of food and good vibe, good service, and it was like that southern hospitality food that you know what I mean. You eat it and you got to go, you know, home and lay it down with the itis. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 I think it's called it. Georgia James. I want y'all to check that out. I'm gonna check it oh, out. Get right back to you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow yeah, you yeah. on Twitter. I'm gonna get right back to you. Give you an honest yeah. answer, man. <laughs> For sure. All right. Let me know what y'all think. That's fine. Hey, I, I'm y'all from the H, and I'm putting y'all on. I know up, you so really are, that, man. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all gotta tell me the spots too. You know what I mean? I give y'all a spot. You give me a spot. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna be coming back. You know what I mean? I love the H now. Yes. So. Now you you are I ain't heard of that either, man. You putting us on game for sure, man. So we definitely yeah, sure. gonna check that out, man. We yeah. do appreciate that though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit of how it feels, man. Because I'll admit, uh, like, like when I watch some of the videos from the Saints, man, it makes me wish like I was in the NFL. It seems like they have so much fun over there, dog. You got the everybody seen a video of them turn up after the game on Instagram Live, put some yeah. Nardo Wick in the background, James Winston <laughs> on crutches, still getting down. Yeah. So uh, how does it feel being back with the team, man, the team that drafted you? Like, how does it feel being back in New Orleans with the guys over there? Man, it's a crazy feeling, man. I feel like last week, like, I was in a dream. Like, I was in, like, this abyss for, like, five days straight. Like, I was at the Astros game, tapping in with the city, trying to pull the Astros through. And then the next day, I'm, you know, getting traded. Thursday morning, I'm on a 7 a.m. flight. My first practice with the team was Friday. Saturday's night before the game, I'm playing Sunday. Like, 
I was just in this. I barely got any sleep. I was in like just running off adrenaline, but like just being back in the place that drafted me, man. Uh, it, it was a tremendous blessing. You know what I mean? Like I, I have a, like 60 some yards until I'm the all time leading rusher in New Orleans Saints, you know, franchise history. I mean, that's a blessing to be able to even come back and be able to be mentioned in that names with like Deuce McAllister amongst the franchise rushing leader. So to be able to have the opportunity to do that, be able to have the opportunity to come back here, a city that drafted me, a city that's special to me, important to me, where I've had ups and downs, where I've grown as a man, where uh, I've built my family. Three of my children were born here. I met my wife here. Um, she's not from here, but we met here through mutual friends. And uh, it's just a space that's special to my heart, man. And the fact that I could come back here um, and have the chance to help the team win, have, help the, ch- have the chance to help the team win a championship, which I've tried hard for for eight years and – I left for Baltimore for two years, had two good years there, and then I started off my uh, season here in Texas, in, in Houston. But the chance to come back and for everything to go full circle is just a dream come true, and uh, truly is God's timing, man. Couldn't nobody put this together. I couldn't have thought about it, but, you know, God's timing is a perfect timing, and I'm thankful and I'm blessed to be back. So were you surprised when you kind of got that call that, hey, we um, the Saints are interested in, in getting you? Were you surprised at that? Man, I knew like they were kind of like I heard that they were calling like running backs in, working running backs out. So there's a couple of times like I'm talking to Alvin or trying to be like, man, you might you might as well just come back. You know, what I mean? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like I'm in Houston. I don't think like they would do anything. You know what I mean? And my coach called me. I'm at the Astros game. I'm trying to call him back. It's going to voicemail. So I text him like, Coach, man, I'm trying to call you back. It's going to voicemail. I'm at the Astros game. He's like, no problem. Just give me a shout. Like it could be late, like 10:30. You know what I mean? He's like, no problem. Give me a call. And, yeah, like, I respected them guys so much, man, because they – from the time I signed, I was like, man, I, I just appreciate honesty, transparency, and open line of communication. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, that's what it is. I'm a pro. I've been in it, you know, going on 11 years. I was like, I just appreciate honesty, transparency, and just open line of communication. And, yeah, Coach Cully, who I was with in Baltimore for two years, he hit me up like, yo, the Saints just called, man. They inquired about you. They want you. I'm like, man, what? And he was like – we weren't even going to do it. He was like, if there's any other team, like, that would call it, this wouldn't even be a discussion. You know what I mean? And um, he's like, but me, out of respect for you and them drafting you and what you've done there and what you've done throughout your career and what you've done for us, we wanted you to have kind of like a chance to sleep on it and figure out what you want to do. And, um, you know, I just went in there the next day. I was like, man, I appreciate you guys for offering me a contract, for giving me the opportunity to come to Houston and play ball, uh, believing in me, because that's ultimately what, what it is. They believe in you when they sign you. You know what I mean? So, I said, I don't take that for granted, and I appreciate you guys. I was like, but the opportunity and the chance to go back to the organization that drafted me and be able to help them fight for a playoff spot, be able to help them fight for a championship, uh, you know, it, it just made a lot of sense, you know what I mean? And uh, I was just thankful and grateful and appreciative for them, you know, giving me the opportunity and, you know, and uh, ultimately just creating that open line of communication. So I'm thankful for the Texans. And 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 uh, I, I pre- I'm still rooting for him. You know, all my guys are still in that locker room, man. I love those guys, man. Those players in that locker room, man. Got a lot of good players. Obviously, it's you know a little transition point, a rebuilding point going on. But um, there's a lot of great players in that locker room, a lot of good people in the locker room. So I'm still following the Texans, rooting for him. You know what I mean? So I'm just thankful for the transparency. I'm thankful for uh, the opportunity and uh, that they you know send me back home, man. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I I can't even lie, man. It 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 been a rough season, but you were that one bright spot, man. You for some reason we just enjoyed watching you play. You was you was you still had that energy even though the record was, you know, kind of bad. 
But we appreciate you just still being so positive and bringing that energy, man. No, nah, I appreciate you guys for noticing it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to give it all. Every time I go on the field, I'm, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to have high energy, positive, and uh, just try to do my best, you know, to help the team win. You know what I mean? Make my family proud, you know, make all the, you know, make my family proud, do it for God, but also make, you know, everyone who's watching me proud. So uh, appreciate you noticing. And uh, I'm thankful that, you know, I had that time there because, you know, it helped me grow. It helped me learn a lot and helped me be a better person. And hopefully I impacted some guys on that team that, you know, they can, you know, take, you know, what they saw me do and uh, use it as motivation and uh, for them to have long, successful careers as well. Yeah, 100 percent, man. And as somebody who also, of course, is from Houston and supports the team, like I'm happy when the guys who are performing really well get to go to a better situation. Honestly, we had Charles who on the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, he's now with the 49ers. So good, good dude, man. I'm happy when these dudes who are balling out get, you know, in a better position. So it's crazy because it's just crazy because I remember watching like the Texans and like, I played them like 17, 18, 19. I'm like, man, I could play for that squad. You know what I mean? They had D Y, you know, D hop, like, you know, (laughs) clowny, Watt, like merciless Zach, like you, you had all these players, like they was balling, like, Going to the playoffs, I'm like, man, that's a squad right there. I was like, I can always see myself playing for the age. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's just crazy how, you know, the league could just flip like that. You know yes. what I mean? You have yeah. you have the Texans up 24-0 on the Chiefs in the AFC champ, well, in the AFC divisional round. Yeah. And then the next year is like mayhem. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. <laughs> so it's just this league is just a it's, it's a tough league, man. It's hard to <laughs> good and hard to sustain your players and it's funny it's funny that you brought that up because the guy that was coaching that team is now coach or the offensive coordinator for alabama Alabama. so i I gotta get your take on how you feel about the season man how you feel about that offense bill o'brien running hey man bill's been doing his thing but we had the one game versus a&m where (laughs) stuff was a little suspect you know what i mean (laughs) i'm not a coach i'm not a play caller i know the, the problems and and the challenges that come with being a play caller, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't envy that position, you know what I mean? But I think football is simple sometimes, you know what I mean? And when you're on the two, three-yard line on first down, you've been running the ball all day. Run the damn ball, man. Run the ball, man. Run the damn ball, man. Let, let, let the big boys go to work, you know what I mean? If we get stuffed two, three times, then maybe run it again. I mean, then maybe do something on fourth, but – He's been doing well, man. You know, we're number two or whatever it is in the playoff rankings. So uh, we took the L, which sucks because in the SC Championship, hopefully we, you know, handle our business and we play Georgia SC Championship. We win that game, we obviously go. But we lose that game, <laughs> who knows? You know what I mean? Your two-loss team, you know what I mean? You don't really control your destiny. So that one loss kind of was um, – we still control our destiny, you know what I mean? But – yeah, he's been doing well, but the one game versus and um, <laughs> there was some suspect calls going on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. All right, so let's talk about gaming real quick, man. Because I recently learned you was up, you was up on the games. I'm up on the games too, man. I just copped the PS5 finally, so you finally. know I, I'm looking at this Call of Duty just dropped. You know, I, I might have to go ahead and dip into that. Yeah. Uh, so, man, tell me a little bit about your history with Call of Duty, man. Tell me, tell me, because I heard you went to Infinity Ward, the people who made the uh, Call of Duty game. Yeah. So, tell us about your history in gaming and how you got involved with Call of Duty like that. Going to Infinity Ward in Cali was super dope, man. That was that was crazy. 
You know, they they had me playing like like a little preview, like the game wasn't even out yet. Like I was playing against like but employees of Infinity War, like it was some crazy <laughs> stuff. But that was a dope experience. But I started playing Call of Duty. I, I like when I was young, you know, I obviously played like you know, like Tekken and Street Fighter and yep, yep, uh, yep. like Twisted Metal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the, you know, the NBAs, the Maddens, the NCAAs. I played all that stuff. But I kind of got into Call of Duty in college. So that was my freshman year. What's that? Like 14 years ago, something like that. And um, we'd get it. I'd play multiplayer and we got heavy on the zombies. And so over the years, you know, I just grew to love the multiplayer matches. And uh, I play zombies, too. And then, you know, now most recently, my friends, like, they were all playing this Warzone probably like four yep. or five years ago. They were all playing this Warzone. I'm like, man, I'm not playing no Warzone. Like, this big old map, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm over here playing Kill Confirmed, you know what I mean? Uh, Domination, Team Deathmatch. Like, I'll, I'll get on Zombies, go like 40 rounds with some friends. We're trying to leave a crawler so we can go use the bathroom or get a snack or get a drink. Like, you know what I mean? But then um, over the years... Man, it's just a transfer to that war zone, and that's how we play. We be on that rebirth now. Um, I'm gonna be on that today, heavy. You know, when I get home tonight, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on the new Vanguard. You know, the new Call of Duty drop Vanguard. Shout out to COD. They gave the boy the you know the early code. I yeah, got it okay, downloaded. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to rock with the Call of Duty. So, um, yeah, that's dope. But uh, I just love gaming, man. Especially when you on with your friends. You know what I mean? It's just. I, sometimes you meet friends from gaming that you never even met for real. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Y'all be like best homies. Like it's crazy. <laughs> the gaming world and how you can meet people, but just getting on the game, playing, dropping in the war zone, catching some body, catching some dubs. It's nothing like that, man. It's fun, man. And it keeps, it keeps you going. <laughs> I 100% agree, man. I, I, I stepped off of Call of Duty for a little bit too. The last one I played was three, but then I got on Warzone a little bit heavy. <laughs> And like I said, I got the PS5 now. Of course, Call of Duty Vanguard uh, just dropped today. It's on Xbox, PlayStation, PS, uh, and PC. So, you know, make sure y'all check it out. World War II, Bigs. Dope-looking shooter, man. Looks fire. Yeah. Everybody going to be on it. So y'all know y'all going to be on it, too. Check yeah. it out. You might you might run a Mark Ingram, man. Who knows? Hey, you might see him in the zombies all them hackers, mode. Leave, all them hackers could fall back, though, man, because they be <laughs> cheating sometimes, man. <laughs> Every cheat, man. I'm going to have to join them, man, because they be cheating. Man. <laughs> the aimbots, man. The aimbots, man. The you got to watch bots, out for that. You got to watch out the for wall that. wall hack. You know what I mean? They got all kind of stuff going on. I think this is supposed to have an anti-cheat on it, though. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, y'all got to lock that down, man. We over here trying to play legit, man. We trying to earn our wins. Yeah, man, here. I'm out here doing my thing, man. I, I'm natural. I'm new to it. I, I ain't new to it. I'm true to it, man. If y'all want to go get the aimbot, the wall hack, the drop shot, you know, they want it all. But nah, this the game is fun, man. man. The game is fun. I love it. We play every day, man. I've wasted, not wasted, but I've spent a lot of, many hours of my life playing uh, Call of Duty. So it's, it's one of my, it's my favorite. It's my favorite game for sure. Same here, man. Same here. Before we let you go, man, we know you're busy. You know you got things to do. But this is a kind of a hip hop podcast, man. So I am curious, like, or, or your music and culture based period. So I'm kind of uh, curious, like, what do you listen to? Uh, number one, what are your favorite albums of the year so far? And number two, what do you listen to to really get in the zone when you're about to go to a game or you got, you know, an intense workout? Like, what are your go to tracks when you're trying to get high? What's in the Serato, man? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, I. I listen to a lot of stuff, but like before a game, I'm listening to that OG stuff, like old trap, like Gucci, old trap, Wayne, like Jeezy, 
Uh, I throw some Dolphin there, some Gotti. Like, I'll go Future. I'll go, you know, Boosie. Um, You know, you could throw some uh, ESTG off in there. You know what I mean? You could (laughs) throw some, man, some Roddy. You could throw whoever off in there, man. Like, you know, sometimes Drake. Uh, you know, some you know, uh, some gunner, you know what I mean? Some okay, thugger, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just versatile with it. You know what I mean? It really just depends on the mood. Like, you know what I mean? I even go old school on them. I like some, I like some old school eighties type stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I just like to be versatile with the tunes. I like to be versatile with the music, but definitely on game, I'm on, I'm in kill mode, straight trap. You know what I mean? Talking yeah. bad to them, you know, like yeah. talking bad to people, you know what I mean? So. Some, some, you know, anything trap, anything real rough, anything real gangster, you know, put you in that mood. <laughs> so, uh, ready to go kill something. So, uh, you know, I like to be versatile with the tunes, versatile with the music, but uh, I just kind of like bounce around, listen a little bit of everything. Cool. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, we had Charles Amini who won. Well, what's y'all's heavy. favorite album of the year? Oh, uh, I've been That's listening. A tough one, bro. I've been listening to, um, I, I just started listening to Matt So Cream album last week. Yep. And um, that's that's a strong album of the year. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like the uh, he don't like the Young Thug album. I like the um, the I think it's called Punk. Yeah, yeah, I, See, I, thug, I like that album a lot. Like it be having some bangers on there, but then it be mm. some outliers that like yes. throw me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like you know, he be having about four bangers on every one of them. You know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. like it be the outliers throw you off a little bit, but. Yeah, you know I mean, you just take the four tracks you like and just keep it pushing, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I also like the Tyler the Creator. I thought that was a hard album. Yeah, that came He's out. He's dope, bro. He's nah, dope. he is. Yeah. He is. Uh, I like the Kanye, man. I know it's kind of divisive. Some people ain't like it like that. I, I that Kanye had some jams on it, man. Yeah, it did. It did. It had yeah. a couple on there for sure. Drake had a few too. I'm not a huge Drake fan. It seemed like everyone in the NFL like, loves when Drake, he though. raps. When he raps. <laughs> He snaps, but when he starts yes. singing and doing all the hollering and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> ah, like next. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, the girls love it. You know what I yes. mean? Lover boy. The girls love it, so he's playing into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't love it necessarily. Whenever he raps, <laughs> he goes stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like when he starts singing and and eh, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Come on, man. I, I'm not here for this. I'm not here for this. I'm not here to be all in my fields. You know what I mean? I yeah. hear you, man. I feel the exact same way, honestly. Man. Yeah. Like you said, women love it. So what would you hey, say? If the women love you, shoot, you got to get a woman what they want. That's yeah. why it's called Lover Boy, I guess. You know? <laughs> it wasn't for us, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Oh, man. for sure. It damn sure I... wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm glad you said that, though, man, because I feel like a lot of NFL players, they had the whole question about Drake and Kanye. They all picked Drake. So I'm, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you keep it. I like when he raps. When Drake raps, yeah. it's always bangers. But I also think people overplay it. So then, like, the music that I do like from him, they like they just – it's on the radio four times in an hour. It's mm-hmm. in the club. Like, you hear the same song three times. I'm like, yo, you messing up a beautiful song for me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're overplaying it. But yeah. hey, that's what happens when you're the man. You feel me? I guess they just keep running your stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. We're we going to get a rap. Man, honestly, dog, I, I feel like we could talk, we could talk for hours, man. Yeah. You're super entertaining. You probably get your own podcast at some point yeah. if you stream. You I do. I do have podcasts. I do have oh, you a do? pod. Yeah. Okay. Well, me and my plug brother, it, plug it, man. Me and my brother, Cam Jordan, we both got uh, drafted here to the Saints oh, in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust levels. 
It's called okay. Trust Levels. T R U S S and then uh, Levels. L E V E L Z. Trust Levels. Okay. I'm gonna check it out. Y'all gotta check us out. Let me know what you think. We gotta get you back on, man. We gotta get you back on because we got a lot to talk about. But yeah, Yeah, man, we could do a collab or something. We could get our my pie going with y'all's pie. We could chop it up for like an hour or something. For sure. For sure, man. I'll get y'all information, bro, because I know my brother Cam. He he went to the music, to the fashion, to the games, all that. We can we can we can uh do a nice collab and do an episode drop or something. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely, man. We got to we got to have something coming uh, pretty soon, man. We definitely got to link up because this is fun, man. You want you definitely one of the most entertaining people we've talked to on this podcast, man. So I appreciate <laughs> you made time for us, bro. No, uh, I'm glad. Uh, I know, hey, as a podcast host, I know how important it is to have a good guest. You know what I mean? <laughs> so good, yeah. I have an appreciation for that being a podcast host myself, just like you fellas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should you should be a streamer too, man. I want to see you stream when you play Call of Duty. You need to get on Dog. Twitch. I got my whole setup, so I finally got my PC set up. I ran into some problems, so my dude who built my PC, he's, like, taking out the graphics card, like, redoing the motherboard, like, doing all that stuff. But I got the camera. I got uh, the Twitch. I got uh, the – um, what's the other thing called? Uh, I, I, I'm getting all my, my streaming stuff ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – but the thing is, when I stream – I got to go more PG because I be getting mad sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm gonna have to practice, you know, being more clean while yes. I'm playing the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's tough, man. You get heated yeah. on them games, man. Definitely Call yeah. of Duty too. <laughs> we we definitely appreciate you making time, man. All the best with this upcoming this the rest of the season. And like you said, anytime you're in Houston, man, definitely, you know, Pull stop up. by. We got to, we definitely got to collab again soon, yeah. man. But really I'm going to tap in with y'all time. because my wife and kids, they still out there, man, because my two oldest girls, they're in grade school, can't interrupt all that program. So yeah. I'm going to be back and forth a few times. So I'm going to have to tap in with y'all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just say maybe, maybe we go eat at Georgia James. Y'all got to Okay. Stay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm down, man. Count me. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah, I got <laughs> the Georgia it, James it. dinner, then y'all can take me to. One of y'all spots. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You got to hit the that Bro breakfast Boy club, spot man. Be at, man. Yeah, we definitely hey, take you somewhere. Sure. Breakfast club, man. It don't have man. to be expensive to be good. Breakfast club, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, Sometimes club, the most yeah. expensive food ain't good. Hey, we going to take you to breakfast club, and you can skip since you a celebrity. and you. <laughs> yeah. That's we gonna the reason skip I the line, I think. I think when y'all had the Super Bowl a while back, in Houston, me and my wife tried to go to the breakfast club, and that line was back around yes, the corner. It's yeah. ridiculous, Probably like two-hour wait. It like is amusement park ride at Disney World or something. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually cool with the owner. So, but I can't well, plug me. I can't. I, I, I got <laughs> you, man. I got you, man. Well, hey, make the thread. Plug I got you. He, he don't let me skip the line because I ain't no celebrity or nothing. But <laughs> if I got yeah. you, he'll, he'll let me. He'll let me skip. For sure, it's up then. <laughs> yes. Well, we gonna let you get back to it, man. Like we said, really appreciate you having on. Gotta do it again sometime. Uh, make sure y'all check out that Call of Duty too. Of course, Margaret Enum is here because of uh, Call of Duty, man. We got to plug that as well. Make sure y'all get the Call of Duty game, Call of Duty Vanguard out right now. And yeah, like I said, you might run a Mark Ingram on that. You never know. Hey, I'm going to be on tonight. Man, so I'm if you're on that Vanguard, if you're on that Warzone, it's going up. Yeah. I'm uh, on that Vanguard I'm, I'm, tonight. I'm, Multiplayer, kill confirm, whatever. I might be running around. I'm 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 like way salty. You got traded now, man. You should still be here, man. I'm, I'm like way salty, <laughs> man. But no, best See, of luck to you, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. I, I fool with the H heavy, man. 
I fooled the H heavy. So H Town is going down for life. I fooled the H. A long way. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you it, man. definitely hook up again soon. No problem, bro. Um, let's get into some sports, man. I think it's time to talk about uh some explosive NFL headlines been going down, man. We're gonna start off with Figgy, I gotta ask you, man. It was all good just a couple weeks ago. Now, <laughs> was it really? the Bra- I mean, <laughs> they beat the Texans. I think during that time, I think things were looking up and up for the Browns. Uh, but dog, what has happened? Baker Baker Mayfield getting crushed by Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad. Uh, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. Is basically, they the team told him to stop showing up to practice. Yeah. And now he has been released by the team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened here, man? I didn't so, think things would get this bad. This, I mean, it's mid-season now, but still, what what happened yeah. here, man? Break to, it down. To be honest, man, I felt like Odell don't fit this offense at all, man. And you know, I don't want to sit here and call him selfish or nothing, but he's you could tell he's a type of per, uh, uh, a player who. Need his his catches, man. He need to eat. <laughs> and um, I hate to say it like this, but he seemed like he's the type that, you know, he rather get his touchdowns and all that stuff rather than getting no touchdowns and winning. Because, it's you know, right now it's a shaky season now, but last year, man, they won they won 11 games, man. They, they won 11 games and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. So, you know... You will, you will probably think, hey, this is a good team. I'm going to stick around. I don't care as long as we winning. I can do whatever to help the team win type thing. But now they're 4-4, four and four, which, you know, in last place, which is wild. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they're 4-4, they're and four, man. And the way the offense is, man, I, it, I don't think it fit somebody like Odell Beckham, man. And, you know, not to mention, I don't think Baker is that type of quarterback that would just – throw it downfield, and you just eat, eat, eat like that. But I think I, I, I think the way this offense is, man, it just don't fit him at all. It's a run it's a run heavy offense. Is you know, they don't have Baker throwing all the way down the field like that. And he I don't think he I don't think he really like it, man. Like they could they could have been, you know, it, it they could have been eight and no. I just think he, I, I think he just wasn't enjoying the offense, man. <laughs> so, um, like I said, they last year they played better without him. They, they, they actually went on a, a nice little run um, once he got hurt. So, um, I don't think it, I don't think it have anything to do with the whole team. But I just think he, you know, with you know the way Baker playing, he, he's not playing bad, but he's not. He's not lighting it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they went in a lot of games with him passing for, you know, 150 yards or barely 200 yards. And if you look at it, man, a lot of these receivers ain't really eating like that. So that that's the part I really didn't understand. It's like it, it'd be one thing if, you know, one receiver is getting all the targets and they, they balling and he not looking at <laughs> Odell at all. But Baker barely throwing for 200 yards. <laughs> and, you know, the run game is heavy when it comes to the Browns. So, you know, my thing is I think I don't, I don't, maybe he probably do have something personal against Baker. I don't know. But I feel like 
I feel like Odell would rather be in a um with a team with like a a bigger offense. You know. So, so. where do you where do you think he ends up landing? <sighs> I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised if he landed in New Orleans, man. Okay. I think he played for uh LSU. Uh, I heard they tried to trade trade for him before the deadline, the the trade deadline. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up there. I I, I just hope he don't end up in Baltimore, man. <laughs> but, man, maybe he goes to Miami and waits for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know. He gonna be waiting mm. a long time, man. I thought I thought I thought Deshaun was gonna get traded, man. I didn't I didn't know, man. <laughs> I felt like like I said last podcast. I feel like the more we learned about it the less likely it was going to happen. And all this information came out so late. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> all this stuff about him. I guess if he was going to go to Miami, he would have settled. But yeah, now since settle. he's not, he's not going to settle. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So what do you think about that, man? Are you surprised that Deshaun Watson's staying? And do you think this trade will ever get, I mean, it has to get done eventually. Eventually yeah. they're going to move on, but. Uh, how do you feel about that trade not going down the offseason or the uh, before the trade deadline? I'm kind of split between it because I'm I'm kind of happy that it didn't happen because from what from what I heard, it seemed like the trade was like three first round picks, a third round and a fifth round, which is mm-hmm. damn near. Not, I think every team should do that for a quarterback like Deshaun. I think that's super easy to get. But um in the same breath, man, you don't know what's going to happen with this shit, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can wait to next season. Maybe other teams get involved and it's a little bidding war. But this, this, these little settlements, I know it's a settlement or whatever, but it seems super difficult, man, right now. it's a, I heard there's a couple women who don't want to settle. Uh, you know, I heard there's a whole bunch of shit going on with that where, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if this shit going to linger on for a year or two. So, you know, the the part I'm worried about is the Texans might end up with nothing. Or they might end up with less than what they would have got. <laughs> so that that's the part I'm really worried about because, you know, we all speculate and, you know, some people feel like, he, you know, we're going to get more if we wait. But it's really a flip of the coin, man. All it takes is for one thing to happen where it's like, damn, like these teams don't want nothing to do with them. <laughs> and, and unless you, you know, unless you're going to take these two first round picks and keep it moving. I just, that's the one thing I'm worried about, because you you know how it is when you have something that mm-hmm. might be worth something a little bit and you need to get rid of it before before the value go down. That's how I'm kind of looking at it, man. I kind of just want to move forward, get what you could get right now, and just, you know, just look the other way, man. It's, it's nothing we can do about this. He wanted out. He refusing to play. <laughs> the the accusations came out. So just get what you could get and just move on, man. Because I don't I don't know if another one more first-round pick can make a difference. So I just, you know, I'm kind of in a place where I just kind of want to move forward. And because you can't move forward until you trade them, <laughs> it's, it's this going to be the whole conversation until you trade them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, it's tough because ultimately, no matter what the trade is, it's not going to feel like it's enough. Yeah, you're not unless get you unless you get a quarterback that's like a Deshaun Watson 
in which if you did, they would have just kept him and not traded him in the first place. So yeah, anytime you say, okay, we did, we traded Deshaun Watson, but got three first round picks. It's like, who gives a fuck in the moment when he's gone? You yeah. know, you're like, oh, wow, we had a great quarterback and we might get a good player, hopefully in yeah. the draft in the next three years. We don't know because you never know when who's going to end up, you know, a great player or not in the draft, really. So it's never going to feel like it's enough. No matter like so, so no matter what they do, it's going to be criticized. You yeah. hold on to them, going to get criticized. You let him go and, and get a bunch of picks. It's still not going to be enough. Same thing with James Harden, man. Everybody mm-hmm. killed that trade, even though it had to happen when it happened. Yeah. Uh, everybody killed the trade, said it was terrible. The players we got back didn't pan out. The picks, who knows? So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're in a rebuild process now. So it's tough, man. Um, it's, it's just a tough situation. Hopefully things don't really go bad. And, you know, if, if some shit happens where he can't play an entire season, yeah. For one reason or another, yeah, it's that's the issue, man. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. But you also know that the problem, the real problem, is the fact that he's made it. His people have made it known that he only wants to go to Miami. So if I'm Miami, I'm like, what else are you gonna do but give him to us? Yeah. So, I, nigga, I, I'll give you one first round pick. How about that? Exactly. And three sevenths. Yeah. How about that? Because yeah. what else are you gonna get for him? You you gonna be stuck with him paying him thirty million next year. Yeah. So what else are you gonna do? Yeah. At so, that point, y'all got to make it work somehow. Yes. <laughs> so I understand both sides. I understand why the Texans are like, nah, we got to get some kind of fair value for him. I understand why Miami's like he ain't going nowhere else but here. So yeah. you better give him to us for whatever we ask for, or yeah. whatever we're willing to give you. Yeah. And I understand it's just, it's just really tough negotiation because I understand yeah. why both teams feel the way they do, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, now I don't know, man. I know, now in the offseason, once you know the season is over, teams, other teams might have a chance to pitch an idea to him. Now, I mean, I remember I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Maybe the maybe if the Browns are interested and they want to move on, maybe they could say, "Hey, we can sell you on the winning coat, blah blah blah." But he could be like, "Hell no, he <laughs> don't he don't want to he don't want to go to a, a good football team, man. He That's wants to go I'm to saying. Miami. Yeah, Miami one and seven right now. They're they got, terrible. They're man. the same record as the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just why, like, clearly, clearly he sold on the city, man. He just want to be in Miami, so like they got to take. I I just don't see him, you know, going anywhere else unless it's unless it's Miami, maybe a New York, or and and that's it. I I don't even know if he'll go to Atlanta, <laughs> but nah, I think nah, it's I think it's not. my I think it's Miami or bus, which is really fucked up because um if if he's sitting out this long. I don't see him, you know, giving up, saying, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'll play anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'll go to the Broncos. Fuck it. Like, yeah, nah, it's not going to nah, happen, man. He's he going to be making $30 million next year to mm-hmm. sit if he if he don't get traded. So the trade is going to happen because the Texans, they, they let him sit sit around and get paid $10 million for nothing. So they ain't about to let him do that for $30 million <laughs> while he's just sitting there on the roster. So... Uh, trade to Miami is going to happen. I'll be shocked if Carolina or Denver sell them on waving that no trade clause, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fucked yeah. up for the Texans. 
No, it is, man. Because, because how can you Miami, negotiate? Miami ain't about to overpay if he exactly. If the only thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how can you negotiate when somebody's like, look, basically you're trying to sell something to something. So you're trying to sell something to somebody where that somebody is the only one who wants it. Yep. So you have no no and wiggle you, room. You, and you got to get rid of it. Yes. <laughs> it's like a it's like a couch. If you have a couch or yes, and you're of, moving and you can't take it with you, yeah. I'll give you twenty bucks for it. Man, I paid two thousand dollars for this couch. Look, I that's mean. all I got. Either that, either <laughs> that, or, or set or leave it or put it on the curb. <laughs> so you gotta get something for it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, man, it, it, it's wild. We'll we'll see how things go, man. It, it, it kind of sucks that we still have to talk about this for a whole nother off season. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just want it over with now, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, the final piece of NFL news we'll talk about today, we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's full. Uh, apparently, is unvaccinated. Uh, yeah. He's immune. He's he, immune. He, he, he he's immunized. That's immunized. the word he said. He's immunized. <laughs> but uh, so news came out that uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to miss the game on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, a highly anticipated game where yeah. you have two huge, you know, quarterbacks Aaron going Rogers at it. versus Pat Mahomes. Patrick yes, Mahomes. a matchup we've been waiting for. It didn't happen last year. I think Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Mm. And now, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is out because he caught COVID. <laughs> and he has to be out for 10 days because he's unvaccinated. And this was a surprise to people because they asked him before the season started, if he was uh, vaccinated and he said, yeah, I've been immunized. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a personal decision, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, uh, he he got criticized for that. I didn't see the same type of Kyrie energy from a lot of these people. I got to admit. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith did not have the same energy. Uh, but. So he then apparently went on the Pat McAfee show and made it even worse (laughs) because he started talking about woke people and cancel culture. He said he talked to Joe Rogan about how to deal with COVID and he gave him the ivermectin. Like he dropped all the talking points you might hear yeah. on like he a called super him Martin right Luther wing. King. <laughs> he said something about like he, I don't think he called himself Martin Luther King to be fair, but yeah. he did bring up some kind of fucking Martin Luther King quote to yeah. kind of yeah try, try to imply that what he was doing was brave, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers is one of those media darlings. You know, he he hosted Jeopardy. He wore the John Wick costume. Oh, he's so cool. He goes on podcasts and talks and talks openly with the media. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's always been an asshole. Oh, 100%. Yes. He he gets a pass because he's friendly with the media. Yeah. And this is biting him in the ass now because he admitted that reporters knew he was unvaccinated and didn't even say anything. <laughs> he said the team and the organization knew his teammates knew everybody knew he was unvaccinated yet nobody reported it and we <laughs> didn't know until he got covid that he's been unvaccinated this whole time and lied to everybody <laughs> so man, what are your thoughts on this what do you think about a rod and what he said and what he said today earlier later this week when he went on the uh, pat mcafee show 
to talk about the reasons why he did what he did, apparently. Yeah, uh, I thought it was crazy, man. It's, it, it wasn't surprising to me because I um, I already knew he was an asshole. Shit, he was an asshole when he got drafted. He was pissed yeah. off when he went 24 for whatever it was. And he... He kind of he was kind of an asshole then, so I think it, I know Aaron Rodgers been through a lot. He, I heard he don't really talk to his family. Yeah, <laughs> he um he married an actress, a, a pretty well known actress. I, I I'm familiar with her, um, Shireen Woodley, something like that. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I I ain't gonna lie. The first thing I thought about was how is she. Because she married this dude, so she probably the same way. I wonder if she uh, if she uh, uh, unvaccinated too, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and which that could kind of affect. I, I would guess that would probably affect her making you know TV shows and movies because she was in she was in a couple TV shows and movies at one point. So I wonder if that would change anything on her part <laughs> with him, you know, getting caught up like this. But anyway. Um, yeah, it, to be honest, man, I'm not even shocked. <laughs> this is this is right up his alley. He said all the um, you know all the key words of what right wing people say. Uh, the you know the uh, the woke mob or all, he used mm-hmm. all those terms. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, man, he was on the Pat McAfee show for like 45 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if they do that all the time. I know he he come on that show a lot. He he joined that show a lot. But I don't know if he that forty five minutes talking about that shit. <laughs> that was that was a long ass time. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. And, and the, the the crazy thing is, um, you can't really do nothing about it, man. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So of course they're gonna look the other way. They ain't gonna release him or they ain't gonna force him to do anything. But um, yeah, man. Good thing he in the NFL. He playing. But um. Yeah, a lot of people, I say a lot of people making the comparison to Kyrie saying, oh, how come Kyrie ain't playing and blah, 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 blah. But first of all, I feel like if, uh, first of all, the NFL is a little different. <laughs> I think the NBA is a little more strict and Kyrie live in New York. Yeah, that's the main thing. So, <laughs> it's a city mandate. Yeah, so New York. Green Bay is not caring about that shit. Yeah, New York is a dog. So I just, <laughs> you can't do a damn thing in New York without that card. So, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing. I don't think it's a, you know, I, I, you know, I, I refuse to believe it's a black or white thing. <laughs> I just think, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers was probably in New York, it would probably be a little more tougher <laughs> for him to get around. Man, well, I'm not saying it was a black or white thing for him being able to play in Kyrie not. But I do 100% think the reaction oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. motivated in some kind of race. And maybe yeah. the fact that people already felt a certain way about Kyrie because of the shit he said in the past. Like, I get it, yeah. man. Like, he has this attitude and you already see him as this type of person. Yeah. So you jump on him for anything. Yeah. But I feel like what Aaron Rodgers did here was way worse than anything any I, other unvaccinated player did I, has yeah. done in sports yet. Yeah, I think so too. I want. I wonder did the players actually really know he was unvaccinated, or he just saying that? I think they did. I mean, yeah. I don't see why he would lie. But I guess he's a liar now. So who knows? No, yeah, no. I, was just, <laughs> I mean, if somebody say, "Hey, you vaxxed," and, and he, if he get the answer he gave to the media a couple months ago. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, you know, that could rub people the wrong way because that could kind of piss some people off who like, damn, you fucking unvaccinated and you doing all this wild shit. You at Halloween parties and <laughs> shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I, that's what I said. Like, look, man, Ky- I I respect Kyrie's decision, man. <laughs> he, you know, he, he said what he said. He choosing not to play. He, he losing out on money. So I can't be mad at that. But um, I feel like what Aaron Rodgers did is kind of, is is worse to me. <laughs> I don't know. No, it is. He turned it into like a game of semantics, man. So it's like, well, technically, I I didn't say I was vaccinated. I said I was immunized. Which okay, imagine if a black imagine if Lamar Jackson said that. Yeah, they would tear his ass apart. If they feel like he lied about being vaccinated. And that's one thing I really don't like. I think I talked about this before on the podcast, man. I don't like how black people and black celebrities and black athletes are being made like the face of the anti-vax movement. Mm-hmm. When there are just as many white people, white celebrities, white athletes who are also unvaccinated and aren't making the headlines and aren't getting the vitriol. Yeah, like Djokovic is about to miss the Australian Open <laughs> because he's he he won it last year. The reigning yeah. champion of the Australian Open is not vaccinated. He's gonna miss it this year because they got a vaccine mandate. Mm. Nobody's talking about. Imagine if Serena was unvaccinated and missed a major. Yeah, like they would tear her ass apart, man. Mm-hmm. The same thing with a Rod here, man. Everybody likes him. They think he's this cool guy. So they ain't gonna go hard on him like they did Kyrie, who they think is already an asshole. Yeah. But there are there are plenty of anti-vax. There are more anti-vax white people than there are black people. Yeah. And the the black people are being made the face of this shit. They're ca- getting called all these kinds of crazy names and shit. And personally, me, I don't care like mm-hmm. whether a person gets vaccinated or not. That's yeah. I mean, shit. That is, if you want to yeah. risk it, man, do your thing. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But. I just don't like how black people are being made the face of this issue when yeah. I feel like it's plenty and more white people who are unvaxxed and anti-vax, literally. Yeah. So we should get a Stephen like A. It, argument over this, man. We should get a Stephen <laughs> A. rant. Like it's crazy how we didn't get a Stephen A. rant yet. <laughs> nah, he was very calm. He said he lied. He lied to the people. He said he should, he should get suspended, but it's like, man, nah. There was no. He, he I, I want to see the hands. I also see yeah. everything. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is a damn liar. Yeah, tell him he I need to retire. That. He need to. Yeah, get he out should of retire. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I didn't see <laughs> none of that. I didn't see no because when Kyrie said some shit on Instagram, Stephen A. Smith instantly put up a video on Twitter of him reacting to it. Yeah. But we had to wait till the next morning yeah. to hear what he said about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I'm like, and this is a man who's one of the biggest names in football. It's not like some position player who's, you know, we barely know. He's a star. Is Aaron Rodgers, man. He's all Hall over of Famer, TV. Man. Yes. <laughs> Hall of Famer already. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game right now. And he did not get any kind of reaction until the next morning on uh, the scheduled topic. Yeah. With uh, so man, it was ridiculous, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, in two weeks, nobody gonna be talking about this shit anymore. I give it a week. I think, yeah, even I think after Sunday, man, if he come back, that's it, man. He ain't gonna yeah. say nothing else about it. If he comes back and it turns out he never got that sick in the first place, nobody gonna talk about it, man. Nobody gonna care anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And his, so. and, and I feel like his is um, his explanation for it was sorry, man. I, I, at least look, man. You can say what you want about Kyrie. He at least gave his explanation. Yeah, and it was like oh, you can agree or disagree, but he said he kind of said what he said. He said he's not an anti-vaxxer. He said you know he just don't like the way you know they going about it. He he, he felt like they shouldn't force people to get vaccinated. And, and you know that's his decision. I mean that's his that's his opinion. But all that bullshit Aaron Rodgers was saying is just like, all right, man. Like at this point, you just making excuses. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. It, it's I, I, it's just wild how they just going in on Kyrie. They was going in on him, man. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of like, oh, <laughs> like it's, it will be over by Sunday. Once he missed that game and Monday happened and they announced he's back, mm-hmm. that'd be it. Yeah, I agree, man. Unfortunately, people still going to bring up Kyrie and how he's hurting the Nets by not being there and all this shit. People will forgive and forget what which he is, I can already Which tell, he is man. hurting the Nets because they don't look that good. <laughs> nah, dog. I just saw this clip where James Harden, he, he got picked. Like I guess somebody poked the ball from him. It was rolling down the court. And J- James Harden did this slow ass jog, and somebody just ran up behind him, took the ball, and just had an easy layup. <laughs> James Harden, I don't know what's going on with him, man. He is losing his mind. Yeah, these rules really hurting him, I guess. But yeah, the, the Nets, yeah, Dur- Kevin Durant balling out, yeah. but everybody else struggling, man. I don't know, the Lakers struggling still too, man. Yeah, Yeesh. Lakers struggling, yeah. <laughs> I heard they either lost or almost. Yeah, they lost to the Thunder. Yeah, they lost so. to they lost to the Thunder. They all they should have lost. I mean, to five the five and four. They ain't too bad, man. No, they, but yeah, but they they barely got out of them games, man. They barely. That's true. They almost lost to the Rockets. The Rockets should have won that game. Yeah, they they almost lost to the Cavs. It, it was a couple games where I'm like, man, they barely got out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then niggas arguing, arguing on the on the sideline <laughs> and shit. But I, I don't know, man. It, I know it's early, man. So they, LeBron pick it up and you know in the second half and they'll be champions or some shit. But yeah, yeah, this is this is all for the uh, the documentary we're gonna see in about ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the last dance part two. Yeah, whatever. We I don't sit, fucking know. Yeah, we sit here overreacting. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, and last but not least, man, did you see that new Rick Ross album cover? Um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I, I, is going through that man's I wasn't mind? sure if that was Rick Ross or his grandmother. <laughs> yeah, or the Queen of England. <laughs> oh, Queen no, who the fuck that was, man. <laughs> nah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll admit, I'm looking forward to a new Rick Ross album. Me too, man. I, I do like his albums, but that cover is crazy. I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, That's I, wild. this this album gonna be fire though. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I never, I never get super, super disappointed from a Ross album. Oh no. Yeah. He says dropping December 10th. So looking forward to it, man. We'll definitely uh, have to break that down and let y'all know how we feel about it. Yeah. Oh, real quick, man. Shout out to the Astros. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. A, it was a good run. I ain't like the way it ended. <laughs> oh, God. But man, <laughs> I, I got to be real. What I, I would have rather the Braves have won game five and, and then at least get the party in their own stadium 
Because yeah. what the fuck was the point of them going to Houston just to lose seven, seven zip? Yeah. Like, that was so embarrassing, man. I would have rather it ended in game five. Yeah. I would have rather spared us the embarrassment. Yeah. Because that I was agree. awful. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. I ain't I ain't like the ending at all, man. And, you know, that's probably last time we were going to see Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, it should have been a better fight than that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get one run, man? Please. God, it was bad. Yeah. So, but shout out to them for making it to the World Series, man. They dealt with a lot through the uh, the season. Of course, losing Lance McCullers, you know, right when you need him the most. That mm-hmm. hurt a whole lot. Yeah. So, now, nah, resilient, tough team. They'll be back in it, man. Even, even with or without Carlos Correa, yeah. then I, I think it's going to be without, yeah. unfortunately. But, I, I mean, they're they're a good team. They're, you know, they have a great core. They have good players coming up. So mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be okay. They're always gonna be in the mix, man. Yeah, they, so, they resigned Dusty Baker. Baker, yeah, uh, he'll be back for another year. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I hope they make it back. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. They're always gonna be in the mix. I feel, man. That's why it's good to have a a good team <laughs> to yeah. root for in sports, man. Because even if they don't win it all, it's always good to be in the mix. That's how I feel yeah. about the Rockets. They weren't. They didn't win it all, but they were always in the mix. Yeah. So it's always good to have a team to root for. But, yeah, yeah, man. The other team's struggling, man. Both of the yeah. other teams got two wins combined so far. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> hey, we we hey man, Tarah coming back. So yeah. I think they they beat think, the Dolphins. I think they got a chance, man, to win. <laughs> so Yeah. Be, I mean ten and seven might get you in the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go on a nine game winning streak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, they, who knows, man? To Rod stay healthy, who knows? But yeah. that's a big ass if <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker get injured by looking at him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, it's not gonna happen, but still. Yeah. We can dream, can we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else happened this week, man? It's about time to wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah, and go ahead and close it. Wrap out. it up, then. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to let it ride out, man. Hey. Yes. Of course, thank y'all as always for listening to the uh, Jim's Youth Podcast. Man, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our very, 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 very special guest, Mark Ingram. <laughs> Join the podcast. I know it's the middle of this season. This man had a ton of things to do. He still made time for us, man. That was so dope for him to do. Yeah. So hopefully we get it again. We y'all check out his podcast. Have some kind of collab going on later on. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But make sure you check out the uh, the interview on YouTube, man. We got it on the YouTube page already. Make sure you like, subscribe, do all that shit that you need you to do that you should have done anyway. And yeah, man, we got some more guests coming up soon, probably. So make sure y'all stay tuned. Shout out to Jasmine. Hopefully she's safe and hydrated at the Astro World Festival. <laughs> Hopefully she clean. Hopefully she's taking showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it, I know it stink out there, man. Yeah. But I know it smells crazy in there. You said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we definitely gonna get her reaction eventually when she returns to the podcast. So yeah. Uh, Figgy, anything you want to shout out, man? Nah, man. Shout out to people, man. Uh, shout out to Mark Ingram, man. Hopefully, we could get something going with him. Uh, t- 
Yeah. Maybe he could take us to that dinner spot he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yes. I'm pissed off he's not a Texan, man. But yes, anyway, sir, man. I'm, I'm glad he's back in New Orleans where he deserved to be, where he need to be. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. That's it, man. Shout out to people subscribe to the uh, the YouTube channel. Yeah, shout out to Figgy, of course, man. You 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 hooked the thing up with Mark Ingram too. Shout out to you, man. Hard working man in radio, of course. Make sure y'all catch him. Ten to two, Sports Radio six ten in the loop, curating the vibes, doing a damn thing like he always do. And yeah, man. Shout out to all y'all listeners. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And until next time, peace. Love.